for high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online, online. at WBVI.com. Online now. High school football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Rumpy Corporation. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online. Let's do it. Hit it. At WBVI.com. Zach Miller Field, your site for today's Saturday afternoon action of high school football. We have the Beechcroft Krugers taking on the Macomb Panthers. Beechcroft 0-2 with losses to Thomas Worthington and St. Charles. They come from the Columbus City League. Macomb 2-0 with wins over Allen East and Convoy Crestu. They hail, of course, from the Blanchard Valley Conference. This is BBC Football and Classic. It's 96-7 WBVI Online. To WBVI.com, Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you for today's matchup between Macomb and Beechcroft. And Jimmy, not too often you see a Division Three program make a trip from Columbus here to Macomb, but that is exactly what we have here today. What are you looking forward to seeing in this one? I'm just looking to match up. I'm assuming it's going to be a matchup with Styles. You know, I assume Macomb's going to come out and try to hit you in the mouth, little running formations, more old-school, traditional, under-center type offense. I know Macomb's versatile offense. They can go shotgun, but most of the time they like to, you know, power run game. And I know Beechcroft is a spread team as well. So just a mix. They look like they, they, they look good in their, in their white uniforms. They look sharp. They got a lot of big kids. Okay, they got a lot of athletes. I look forward to a really good game here to see if uh, Beechcroft can match Macomb's physicality is what, really, what I'm, I'm looking forward to um, the most. So two of the teams on the field getting ready for the opening Harold Florian funeral home kick. Macomb won the toss. They deferred, so they will get the ball to start the second half. Beechcroft will receive here to start the game. Yeah, really, really hot afternoon here, too. It's really warming up in the sun. Just a unique situation. Every, both teams had an extra day to prepare as well on a Saturday afternoon. So, I mean, I think that goes advantage <laughs> Macomb. I mean, considering Algie is, I guess, thrown as the best coach in BBC history by some of uh, my friends, and his reputation speaks for itself here, what he's done at Macomb. As Macomb will kick it away. Although it will go out of bounds at about the 15, so flag will come, and already quicker than we saw a flag come on the field yesterday. <laughs> hey, let, let's, let's not cheer for more flags. We don't want any flags today, do we? No, we a nice, no, of clean course not. Game. But that is one thing to uh, kind of keep in mind, and granted, you know, short sample size because it's only, you know, a few weeks in, but second best for Macomb in terms of penalties right behind Arlington heading into last night. Just eight penalties for 76 yards, and that's kind of one of the things you always see with Macomb teams, even with as good as they are. Typically, because of their aggressive style of play, they'll rack up more penalties at least for two weeks. Not the case. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, especially if you're running a hard-nosed running football game, I think it's harder. You don't get as many holding calls when you're not out in space as well. So that's a little bit to do with it. So the Beechcroft first and 10 from the 35 as they'll hand it off up the middle for Russell. And he has a light ahead of him, and he is going to walk into the end zone. A 65-yard touchdown. Beechcroft going to strike first just 10 seconds in, but we do see a flag on the field. Wow. 
nothing to that. There's a spread formation just giving it right up to the middle to number 11. Just bursts it all, nothing but green grass, and we have yellow laundry on the football field. Lance and I kind of jinxed that when we were talking about flags beforehand. I guess we'll... You'll learn. I don't believe in the broadcaster's <laughs> jinx. Do you want that much power? I don't. I certainly don't. I don't need that much power. McComb, McComb is happy about it, but... I think it's still getting yards, though, right now? Spot. Does move them up a little. Does move them up still to the 40. Yeah, they still got a first down, so they still got 10 yards. Okay. Well. So now it'll be first and 10 for Beechcroft from their own side of the 50 at the 45. Two receivers left, one of the right split gun look. They'll hand it off up the middle this time for Roshan Burns, and Burns is going to be held to a gain of about three. Yeah, Beechcroft in the, in the shotgun with two backs. Tried to scissor the running backs there. McComb really collapsed down. Looks like they got about six linemen down. Looks like um, really knifing in. Did a good job there closing that down. I think McComb's awake now after giving up that 65-yard touchdown run. Seems like they're, they're, they're really ready to go here on play number two. They'll actually call that one a slight loss, and they'll call it second and 11 now coming up for Beechcroft. Just about 40 seconds in. This one's still scoreless after the touchdown wiped away. It'll be... Five wide set, three to the right, two to the left. They'll look to throw far side as that's going to be incomplete. They were looking for Jameer Rayford on the far side. Yeah, they spread him out. Tried to get a little five and out there right through the receiver's hands. There's a, it would have been a heck of a catch outskirts, stretched arms. But let's see if McComb can get a stand here. It's just third and long. Third and 11 now coming up for Beechcroft. Ball will be on their side of the 50 at the 44. 11-10 left to go here. Opening quarter still scoreless between Beechcroft and McComb. As we'll see another wide out set. We'll see two to the right, one to the left. Also have a tight end on the right side. In the gun will be Scott. He'll roll to his right. He'll look to throw. And that one will be completed on the far side of the field. As that was Khalil Samuel on the catch for that time for Beechcroft. Yeah, they needed 11 and they got 11, maybe 12. But it was a nice comeback route. Really got the cornerback's hips turned and really back shoulder like an old school pass you get the defender running and you hit him on the backside great throw and catch be first and 10 for Beechcroft into McComb territory now at the 44 two receivers out to each side Aurelius Scott the senior quarterback in the gun they'll send Burns in motion towards the right they'll hand it off left side and trying to dance away from the defense will be Tyrell Russell he won't be able to do so he'll end up losing about three yeah, which I was just wondering if they're going to go back to number 11 and give it to him. They tried. He couldn't get loose. He, he eluded a couple tacklers, but McComb was just pursuing the ball excellent that time for a loss. Second down and 14 now coming up for Beechcroft under 10 and a half to go opening quarter. Still scoreless between Beechcroft and McComb. Saturday afternoon edition of BBC Football and Classic. It's 96-7. We'll see five wide set, three to the right, two to the left. Elias Scott back there in the gun. They'll send Russell in motion. They'll fake the jet sweep, and they'll be a keeper, as actually that was a Wildcat style that time for Beechcroft. That was Jameer Radford back there. He'll be limited to a gain of about one. Yeah, great play by Borman. They just closed down. They faked that, that read. It was kind of like a read option out of the shotgun there, and the quarterback kept it, and he had nowhere to go. Just McComb, defensive lineman, just in the backfield. Um, ever since that first play, they're really taking advantage up front and dominating line of scrimmage. Third and 14 now coming up for Beechcroft. Early on the McComb side of midfield at the 48. Three receivers to the right, there's one out to the left. Running back to the right of Scott. Bit of a high snap, he'll roll to his right. 
Still looking to throw, and he will, as that'll fall incomplete as he short onto that one just a little bit as that'll bring up fourth down. Yeah, good. I mean, he got outside. He just could not find anyone open. McCombs' coverage was, was very good, and he's trying to throw back across his body, across the field. It's a big no-no as a quarterback, but he got away with it that time and just fell a little short. Good stand by McComb defense. Um, after that rocky first play, they really looked pretty good after that. So we'll see Beechcroft bring the punt unit onto the field with fourth and 14 in front of them. Looks like Devon Mackey will be their punter. Got Woodruff and Althauser back deep for McComb at about the 20 yard line. Punt is away. Woodruff will return it at about the 20. Doesn't have a whole lot of daylight ahead of him as he'll get shoved out of bounds at about the 25. Yeah, he did a good job of fielding that punt. It was a field position game when you're when you're punting from the 50, you got a good chance to try to pin him inside the inside the 20. But he caught it at 20, got a few yards. Um, McComb to take over here. Um, you know, about the 27. So that's that's a lot better than being pinned inside your 20 here. Um, for McComb, see what they can do on their first possession here. They got a long field to go. First and 10 coming up for McComb from their own 27, 9-15 remaining. First quarter still scoreless between McComb and Beechcroft. Week three, Saturday afternoon high school football action as McComb will come out with the T formation as they have Woodruff back there, quarterback to start this one off. It'll be handoff on the left, right side. That'll be Wilson Grubb with it as he'll get a nice chunk of yardage as he'll get out to, looks like about the 34. This is the contrast of styles that have come. McComb comes out double tights, T, just an ISO to the right. Let's see if Beatroff's ready for this physicality, if uh, McComb's going to do it five, six yards at a time all the way down the field. Second down and four now for McComb as they'll again hand it to Grubb, this time left side, first down and a little more as they'll get stopped just shy of the 40. Good hard run by Grubb. He's putting his shoulders down. He's keeping his shoulder pads really low so he's hard to hit. Um, the ball did pop out there, but they have already blown it dead. No controversy there. So it looks like Woodruff will be the quarterback, at least for this drive, as Wittenmeyer lines up at tight end on the right side. Woodruff will go under center, three backs behind him, hands it off this time. Aldhauser left side carries. He'll get to the edge. Flag comes in for he's shoved out of bounds at about the 45. And already going to be signaled for a holding against McComb. Yeah, they threw that flag quick, obviously. I assume holding. It, both, both, lead, both running backs leading there. On like a double lead, but it's coming back. The referees are quickly conferring just to make sure they got the call correct on the far side of the field. They will march McComb back a little bit. I mean, McComb is similar to Arlington in that regard from last night. So they don't want to be behind the chains at all here. First and almost 20. So let's see if they maybe mix in a, a play-action pass or go to their shotgun. Yep, that's what they're doing. Uh, that's exactly what they do is uh, Blake Wittenmeyer back in there at quarterback as they'll send him in motion to be a keeper for Wittenmeyer. He'll get a good chunk of those penalty yards back as he's just about back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, they faked that jet sweep and kept it inside. Just because you spread them out doesn't mean McComb's still not going to run the ball right at you. So um, good, good gain of first down. I'm still looking um, second and long now here. So now Wittenmeyer will stick at quarterback. Woodruff now out to receiver in the slot on the far side of the field. Wittenmeyer in the gun, running back to his left. Two receivers out to his left as well. 
So they'll end up handing it off on the right side for Aldhauser, but he's going to be brought down pretty quickly. Jameer Radford on the tackle, so what another two-way guy for Beechcroft gets the stop as it'll bring up third and long for McComb. Yeah, I'm impressed so far with Beechcroft's open field tackling. I thought that maybe it would be something to be an issue, but they've, when they when they got Aldhauser in the, in the open field, they've taken him down. Um, so great job by them so far. See so trips to the left side, or just two receivers out to the left side as the one player went off the field for McComb. It'll be two to each side with Wittenmeyer quarterback. He'll drop back. He'll look to throw. Has a man near side as that's going to be caught. First down in a little bit more that time on the reception for McComb was Grady Schrader, the sophomore. Yeah, they just, they, they were two by two set. The two inside receivers drug all the way across the field, created some confusion in that zone and opened up a gap. Just nice little easy pitch and catch for um, good, probably 15 yards. Pick, the, pick up the first down. 45. So that'll get them into Beechcroft territory for the first time at the 45. 709 remaining first quarter. Still scoreless between McComb and Beechcroft. McComb now in Beechcroft territory. Woodruff back in at quarterback as they'll hand it off on the right side. So that's going to be Wilson Grubb on the carry. He'll get stopped just getting past the 40 out to about the 38. Yeah, McComb goes back under center with their double tights tee and just ISO left and right. It's, um, it's Looks pretty good when you can churn out six or seven yards every time. Uh, I'd be calling the same play if I was uh, Coach Algie. Second and four now coming up for McComb. Three backs behind Woodruff as he'll go under center. He'll hand it right side for Aldhauser as he gets to the edge and then shoved out of bounds right about the 35, gaining a couple more yards. Yeah, it's hard to tell if he got it. It's right in front of us to the near side. Of the little little sweep to the near side of the field. I can't tell if he got the first down. Here's he did. Yes, he did. They're single and first down. So first and send coming up for McComb in the Beechroff territory at the 35. Impressive drive so far for McComb. See if they can finish this drive. Woodruff back under center, three backs behind him. Hands off right side, a quick stop that time. As first on the scene was with Sean Hill for Beechcroft for a loss of about one. Yeah, great job by the 55. He just shot right through there. He had no chance, didn't even barely, I don't know if he got back to the line of scrimmage, if he did. We'll call it second down and 10. No gain on the last play. We'll see Woodruff back under center, three backs behind him in the tee. Hand it off again, this time a left side for Braden Shoup for his first carry of the game as he'll get stopped after a gain of two. Yeah, Beechcroft is doing a nice job inside. They're really getting off their blocks and their big D linemen are getting their hands on the running back. That's a good way to get those guys down because those running backs from McComb, if they see some of their size, they got their shoulders down, they're really hard to bring down. But if you can get them before they get going, keep them inside the box is, is, is the way to stop McComb. It's easier said than done um, for sure. So we'll see now Wittenmeyer back at quarterback as they'll spread things out with two receivers to each side. Shoop the running back to his right side. This is an Althauser in motion now to the right side. Wittenmeyer dropping back, looking for the far side of the field as that is incomplete, just barely through the hands of the McComb receivers. Some solid closeout defense that time from Russell as well for Beechcroft. Yeah, McComb was trying to do a little, little sprint right, a little post corner back to the other side. Just... I, didn't, didn't seem like it was a crisp pass to the outside. I thought it had a chance to be intercepted just over the outskirts hands and McComb receiver could not come down with it. Let's bring up now fourth down for McComb. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't try to get three or four yards to make it more manageable on fourth down, but now they're looking at 
What is it? It's fourth and eight. Is that right, Lance? Yep, fourth and eight okay. in Beechcroft territory at the 33. Does look like the offense will stay on the field for this one, at least for the time being. And now we will see Coach Algy call. His first time out of the game with 5.24 remaining first quarter. Still scoreless between McComb and Beechcroft as McComb was able to get a good chunk of yards down the field on this drive thus far, but now possibly stalling out, but fourth down coming up. So I'll ask you to put your coach's hat on. Fourth down and eight in Beechcroft territory, about the 33. What are you looking to call, draw up here? I mean, I think you... I think they're in a zone the whole time. They come back to that crossing around, try to get the ball to Allhauser somehow in space, see if he can get eight yards. And you know, even if it's underneath the chains, as long as they finish the finish, keep their shoulders back low, I think maybe they can get six or seven, eight yards. That's all they really need. Um, but I mean, Algie's pretty creative. I I, I won't be surprised at anything they show out there. Maybe if they can leak a running back out of the backfield and try to get to him in space. We'll see here. I expect it to be in spread for sure. I won't be surprised if they come back with like a quarterback trap or counter as well, um, catch them off guard. But we'll see. It'd be interesting. Impressed so far by Beachwood's defense. They, they've really the interior of their defense. They got some size um, for the people listening out there. They got some big, big guys in the middle, and uh, they're really controlling the line of scrimmage. Blake Windmeyer, quarterback for McComb, five wide set now, three to the right, two to the left. Windmeyer dropping back, looking to throw as he'll have Althauser far side of the field. He'll be. Shoved out of bounds at about the 25. That should be enough for a McComb first down. And yes, in fact, it is. Yeah, it was kind of kind of what I thought about. I mean, they, it looks like it was a very similar play that they picked up earlier. They, they dragged both inside receivers across the field. And in a zone, it's hard to pick up those guys. And it's a great throw and catch. Hit him right in stride. When you hit Allhauser in stride, he's really going to be able to run after the, after the catch as well. Fun fact, that is Althauser's first catch this year. That was not a touchdown. <laughs> That Granted, it's only his third back. catch, but okay. still. His first two he mm. took for took for scores. Be first and ten for McComb as they'll hand it off right side. Nice hard run by Wilson Grubb, who keeping his feet chopping still has not been blown dead, and now it finally will. So they get out to it looks like about the 18. Yeah, hard run. Like I said, these McComb running backs, they keep their shoulders down. They're hard to hit solid, and they run through tacklers. Um, Good hard hit by Beachcroft. They're coming up, hitting, hitting the running backs. A credit to them. Um, the problem is they got a gang tackle. They got to get more than one guy at the point of attack, and that time he's just running right through the crowd. It takes two or three guys to get these McComb running backs down. Back at quarterback, it'll be handing off again, left side for Grubb. So get a nice chunky yardage again, and looks like that'll be enough for another McComb first down, I believe. Yeah, McComb's back under center, double tight, just ISO left and right, and they're they're really moving the moving the line of scrimmage now. I'm interested to see how Beechcroft will hold up throughout this hot day. A far travel, I assume they did all that this morning. Let's see how they hold up endurance-wise here in a, in a tough environment on a Saturday afternoon. First and 10 for McComb from the Beechcroft 12. We'll hand it off left side for Althauser. So spin away from a defender briefly after gaining about four. Yeah, it looks like he's down to about the seven. So they can still get a first down too, Lance, inside the inside the 10, but maybe that's down all the way down to the one or two. If they do have a little bit of Do they? Okay, that's separation. always nice when you can get a first down still and you don't have to try to score from the five or six. So that'll be good for McComb fans. Down to four minutes left to go first quarter. Still scoreless, but McComb is inside the 10, now second and six from the eight. So hand it off right side for Althauser as he tries to get the edge, but he will be brought down by four Beechcroft Krugers and I think he may, did get some yardage, but maybe only one or two. Yeah, he's down to the five. Yeah, he's, 
It's hard to tell sometimes where, where the ball is on our, our angle for, for the people listening out there. They're down to the five. I, 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 would, I wouldn't be surprised here if McComb does a little play action here. Tries to get maybe those tight ends dragging across, see if they can catch Beechcroft, you know, creeping up on this run. But it's third and third down. Third down and two from the five okay. for McComb as see Woodruff go under center. They'll hand it left side for Meals and Meals into the end zone for the McComb touchdown with 3.16 to go first quarter. Great run by Meals, just wider. He just stuck his nose right in there, and I don't know if he got touched till he was right at the one-yard line. So we'll see now Woodruff back for the PAT for McComb. is up and it is good that'll make it seven to nothing McComb now leading Beechcroft with 316 left to go here first quarter of action we'll go ahead step aside for a quick timeout we'll come back with more BBC football after this on Classic it's 96.7 WBBI Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't, our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We're here for you. Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Faustoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. We are to resume action here. First quarter between McComb and Beechcroft. McComb able to get their first points of the game on the board. They lead 7-0 with 3.16 to go in the opening quarter. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. We're set for another Harold Florian at Funeral Home Kick as it'll be on the ground and will hit off a Beechcroft defender. McComb, ball still up for grabs. I think McComb came up with it. They're signaling they do. And the referee will as well. So a little heads-up football by McComb as they'll be able to get this one, and they'll start in Beechcroft territory. That was a nice squib kick to that second line. Hit him on a one-hop. It was like a, a shortstop trying to field a line shot right at him, and it hit out right off his leg, bounced forward, and then McComb was coming full bore right at it, and, and several of them got on it. I was about ready to say I was going to be interested to see if, if Beechcroft would put together a drive, and McComb had the ball there for, what, six minutes, and see if they could hold on the ball here, but looks like McComb's back on offense here. So McComb will get their offense right back on the field after scoring on the last drive. They'll start in Beechcroft territory at the 39-yard line. I thought his fatigue was settling in a little bit. So Last possessions. Let's see how Beachcroft's defense holds up here. Looks like to be Brad Meals in there at the Wildcat position at quarterback with two receivers to the left, one to the right. It'll be keeper for Meals by design. So get a little chunky yard. It gets about three. Yeah, Rashawn Hill for um, Beachcroft has done a nice job inside. He seems like he is very hard to block. He's big and he is active and he is in on just about every play for them it's, it, when it's inside the tackles. So. When you got meals back there in the shotgun, you 
you've got a feeling it's probably going to be a run of some sort. Second down and seven coming up for McComb from the 37 of Beechcroft. Woodruff back under center with three backs behind him. So he'll hand it left side for Shoop. Shoop's still up and moving, and he'll get gang tackled on the far side as he'll gain about two. Yeah, it seemed like this would be four down territory here as well. So, I mean, down to the 34. It's third and four. So, I'm, yeah, I would I would expect some, another run just like that and see if they don't get it, then they go for it on fourth down here. But they're, they're under center. It looks like they might go shotgun here, see if they can get something down the field here with the pass. They, they haven't really pushed it down the field too much, but just with these crossing routes, I would expect more of the same. It'll be third and six for McComb from the Beechcroft 35. We'll see three receivers to the right, one to the left. Now they'll send a man in motion. Whitmire Hill hit that one on the near side as that one's going to be caught. Still up and moving on the grab will be Woodruff as he will get a little deeper into Beechcroft territory for the McComb first down. Yeah, great play design by Algy there. He snuck the halfback out to the right. Everybody look at me, look at me to the right. Throw the jailbreak screen back to the left. Lyman getting upfield, getting blocks. Great hard run, too. He's making people miss right up the middle of the field. Be first and 10 for McCombs will get into the Beechcroft red zone at the 18-yard line. Whitmire still at quarterback as they'll spread things out again. Two receivers to each side running back to his left. Whitmire will fake the give. He'll follow his blockers and... He'll run forward and he'll be brought down after another nice gain as he'll get out to about the 10. Looks like a gain of about seven or eight. I was just about ready to say, well, Wittenmeyer's back there. They're throwing the ball. Then they run a fake the ISO and run it with him. He's a he's 220 pounds coming right at you. Um, not easy for DBs to tackle. He just runs over DB for first. Oh, not quite a first down. I didn't thought he did. Second down and about two for McComb as we'll still see Wittenmeyer quarterback. It'll be another QB keeper as he'll try to go left side. This time, though, the Beechcroft defense sniffs it out as he'll maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. Might have lost a yard. It looks like the exact same play. He must have liked what he saw there. Algy and it tried to call the same play, but this time Beechcroft was there all over. The defensive end did a good job of getting off, and they had a gang tackle on him that time. Down to under a minute to go here. First quarter, McComb the 7-0 lead. It's third and four coming up for the Panthers, and Beechcroft territory, it'll be at the 12-yard line. As look to see what formation we have this time. And go back under center. Woodruff back in at quarterback with three backs behind him in the tee. They'll hand off left side for Meals. Meals still on his feet. Able to make a nice little run. Looks like it will be enough for another McComb first down. And yes, it will. Yeah, just a double lead there on the left side, double tights. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Um, let's get under center here if you're McComb, and let's run this thing in here. They're down to the five-yard line, I believe, here. So I, mean, I would expect more of the same here, them under center in their double, double tights formation. Will be first and goal from the five. Just seven seconds to remain. Woodruff in at quarterback, three backs behind him. This will actually lose the ball. It'll be picked up, though, by one of the McComb running backs and only be able to grab maybe a yard or so, but that'll end up doing it for quarter number one, seven to nothing, your score. McComb, the lead over Beechcroft is there in the goal situation. We'll see what McComb is able to drop. When we come back from a quick timeout, you're listening to BBC Football and Classic at 96.7 WBI. 
NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go, NWO. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Action between Macomb and Beechcroft. Macomb, the seven to nothing lead as we're about to start the second quarter. The second and goal coming up for Macomb. They'll have the ball on the seven yard line. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here for BBC Football. Classic, it's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Macomb able to score about 3.16 left in the first quarter. Then they come right back and squib kick it, able to recover and put themselves in a position to possibly go up two scores. Yeah, this feels pretty make or break for Beechcroft. Seems like they need to get a stop here to get some momentum back. Um, after that, like you said, that squib, like an onside kick almost. I mean, if you want to put it that way. So, see if they can come up with a stop. Second and goal from Macomb from the seven. This looks like it'll be Meals in at the Wildcat in the shotgun. He'll fake it. He'll roll right, and he will... Be into the end zone for the McComb touchdown as Meals will strike from seven yards out for his second score of the game. Yeah, they like the Wildcat with Meals in there. I mean, they're so versatile. They've got so many different people playing, so many different positions. Um, they faked that, faked the running back to the left, and Meals kept it back to the right. Had two guys pulling, leading them, just stuck his head right down and easily into the end zone. So now we will see Chase Woodruff go back for another PAT. Kick is there. I think that might have been. No, that was good. I thought that might have hooked left, but still able close. to go through the uprights and will extend McCombs' lead. It's now 14 to nothing, just about six seconds into the second quarter of action. And yeah, no one does it better than Algy, just the mixing up, the arraignment of, of players moving around, the people you have to account for on defense. Like, where is this guy? Where is this guy? They just do such a great job. I don't. I know they have long practices from what I've heard. I've heard we've had some people coach over there, but they really are just so well coached. It's just such a, it's impressive to see um, week in and week out, year after year. So, and it continues today. I mean, you've already had Wittenmeyer, Woodruff, along with Meals, all line up at quarterback. I mean, some wildcat type formations, but nonetheless, it's three different guys taking snaps. I know, I, that's what I'm saying. I always, I'm just fascinated to think as a play caller, how do you call that in? As like, do you have different code names for who's quarterback? Or um, it's just, just interesting to think, to get to get kids to remember that. You know, shoot, sometimes high school kids struggle remembering plays, but they 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 know what's going on. They're they're organized. They they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing on every play. I there seems to be zero confusion out there. It's just it's really impressive to watch. Well, aside from that last Wildcat play where Meals was in the shotgun, typically Wittenmeyer has been the one in the shotgun, and Woodruff has been the quarterback when they've gone under center. Exactly. 
<laughs> it is, it's hard to keep track of when you're calling the game here. Um, that's, uh, that's all on you, Lance. That's why you get paid the big bucks. So well, I'll leave it to you. Well, luckily, it's what they did kind of about halfway through last year once Grant Dishon went down with an injury. That's when things really shifted. Sometimes it'd be Woodruff. Sometimes it'd be Woodenmeyer back there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a testament to the Macomb players uh, and how many athletes they have out there that they can, they can do so many different things with them. Because um, they will throw it, they'll throw it with with all three of those guys as well. So you got to, you got to, you know, just play it honest. So it'll be another onside type kick, and McComb might have gotten it again. We do have a flag coming, so maybe maybe it wouldn't have gone ten yards if anything. But I think the flag might be because the helmet popped off. It looked like McComb face face mask. Yeah, the Beechwood must have grabbed his helmet and ripped it off and they, that's what the flag was that went 10 yards Lance and he was right on it was just a kick right down the line they were on the left hash so they had the whole field to kick it that way just a beautiful onside kick that was a true onside kick unlike the last one they hit the second line of the guy that McComb got on it it seems like um, this is a nightmare for Beechcroft this is not how they want this game to be going they can't get the offense on the field they can't score any points without the offense on the field so another onside kick and a face mask as well, so that'll give McComb even better field position as, again, they'll have the offense back on the field. This is a tipping point for Beechcroft. Can they keep their momentum? Can they come up with a stop here? This feels like the game's on the line for them in this possession, and McComb is ready to just pounce on them and, and uh, really put this game away. They put the ball on the 31-yard line after all that. That is crazy. Crazy turn of events. First and 10 for McComb. Wittenmeyer back in there at quarterback in the gun. Be a keeper by design, right side run as he'll get to the edge. And still moving and finally shoved out of bounds as it looks like he was able to get out to, looks like about the 23. Yeah, just when I think Wittenmeyer's their passer, they've ran it with him three out of the last four times. So, I, I was mean, say, he, he was, is a big he guy. Was, he was one of not the leading carrier, but did have 16 carries well, coming okay. in today. Well, he's, he is a big guy, and he runs he runs well enough. I mean, they're doing a great job up front and blocking, and no one's really getting to him until the second level. So we'll be actually first and 10, so they call that about a 12-yard carry for Wittenmeyer for the first down. Is now to be first and 10 from the 20, as we'll again see Wittenmeyer back in there at quarterback in the gun. Another keeper right side as he tries to fight, but he will be brought down for a loss of yardage as he was brought down in the backfield by Sherwin Armstead, the sophomore from Beechcroft. Yeah, great play by the defensive end. He saw the play. It was a very similar play to the last play that McComb tried to run, a little quarterback's little sweep to the right, but he was having none of it. They were nice open field tackle. Getting a 220-pound quarterback down in the open is not easy. He did a great job of that. Second down at 15 now for McComb. Ball on the Beechcroft 25. McComb the 14-0 lead with 11-10 left to go here in the first half of action as we'll see. Looks like another shotgun formation with now Meals in there at quarterback in the Wildcat as now we're going to see Beechcroft take the timeout with 11 minutes left to go in the first half. Yeah, advantage Beechcroft here. They got McComb behind the sticks here. Let's see if they come up with a stop here second and 15, but... McComb's so creative offensively, it's like 15 yards isn't uh, isn't that much for them, the way they're chunking off plays. Timeout today brought to you by Warner Economy Corner, located at the corner of Blanchard Street and Blanchard Avenue for Deals on Wheels. Our first half also brought to you by NWO, serving you and your family in many locations, including Finley, Tiffin, 
and Bowling Green Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you for Saturday afternoon football action here on Classic Kids 96.7 WBVI online WBVI.com. It'll be second down and 15 coming up for Macomb. They are again though in Beechcroft territory at the 25 after a squib kick that was recovered a couple of times ago and then on the last time they were able to get a true onside kick and again Macomb able to recover. Yeah, just a, a crazy turn of events. I was talking about um, Peach Cross defense being tired. Macomb's offense might be tired because they haven't got off the field yet. This is just a crazy, I mean, if they, if they would have had longer, if they would have had more of the field to go, they probably could have made this a six-minute possession and basically had the ball the entire first half, which is not good if you're a Peach Cross fan. Second and 15 for Macomb. Second and Neal is in there at the quarterback spot as the flag will come in as soon as the play starts. Macomb still up and moving. And I think the way Woodruff was clapping might have been offsides. But it was a big gain for Macomb as they were able to get out to about, looks like, the 13-yard line or so. You might be right on the offsides. That when it's come from the sidelines, usually it's illegal formation or something. Oh, sideline warning, I think is what they called on Beachcroft. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought Macomb was in a illegal formation, but I was incorrect. Refs are explaining to Beechcroft exactly what the penalty was. So when all is said and done, looks like it'll be third and one coming up from a call from the 11 yard line. Now it looks like we are ready to resume. It'll be again third and one for McComb from the 11 yard line. Back under center with Chase Woodruff. Three backs behind him in the T. They'll hand it off right side for Grubb, and he's going to be just shy of the end zone. He's able to get enough for the first down. Yeah, just went back under center with their T formation, double tights, just an ISO to the right. Huge gaping hole and a good, good strong run. So McComb will hurry things up with Woodruff again, and he'll hand it off right side once again. They'll again be shy of the end zone, gaining about two. The same play. They just—they didn't even huddle that time. McCombs went right up on the line. They liked what they saw, but Beechcroft did a good job of filling the hole that time and catching the running back before he could get going. Again, looks like McComb will go back into the hurry up. Second and goal from the three. Woodruff under center, three backs behind him. They'll hand it left side, walking into the end zone for the McComb touchdown. Will be Wilson Grubb to extend their lead. Yeah, Coach Algie liked what he saw there. He didn't even let him huddle. I'm sure he's screaming that side. He's picking the side, I assume, there before. And they went ISO right two times in a row, came back to the left, and just a wide open walking in from the three-yard line. 20 to nothing, McComb. Woodruff back for another PAT. Kick is up, and it is good once again. 21 to nothing is your score. McComb with the lead with 10-0-2. Now remaining here in the first half of action. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI, online through WBVI.com. So now, Jimmy, at this point in the season, granted we're only in week three still, you've seen McComb, you've seen LB, you've seen Arlington, you've seen Elmwood. I haven't seen anything that tells me McComb's not the best team in the BVC with what they've done here so far. They might be the best team in Division 7 for what I've seen. But, yes, by far they are the, the prohibitive favorites of the BBC for sure. It's just such a weird year for BBC football. I know that 
I mean, Arlington's only playing about five or six BBC schools. Right. So I don't know how they're especially going to crown a superior champ, but I think McComb will, will come out on top of that if they stay healthy. And um, I don't see anyone that's going to be able to stop them. I mean, Liberty has the athletes to, to, to match up with them. I just don't know if they're going to be physical enough inside um, – to find out. I know I know a lot of times we try to take a break and we come back with these kickoffs you know, a little late. Seems like we really got to be locked into this kickoff right here <laughs> considering true. the last two That's kickoffs. True. We're always like, oh, kick and no big deal. Now it feels like, oh, what? Onside After a is and onside. onside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's like, wait, are they going to go to the other half or kick it outside this side? I'm not quite sure. I'm on the edge of my seat here to find out what McComb is going to do to make sure Beatscroft, I mean, their quarterback might want to like get stretched out because he hasn't been out on the field for a while, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, number two does not play defense uh, I see him getting ready to go on offense. They might want to put him on the front line here to recover this onside kick that McComb might kick again. I'm not quite sure. I am interested. 10-0-2 remaining here for staff. A 21-0 lead for McComb. We'll see what they like to do on this Harold Florian funeral home kick. It is Woodruff doing the kicking duties. And we'll kick that one fairly deep actually to about the 20 it will be returnable for Beechcroft and getting ahead of steam and still up and moving finally brought down to shy of the 40 out to about the 38 so it was a pretty good return that time for Beechcroft and they'll finally be able to get their offense back on the field with 9.56 to go in the first half oh, oh um, regular kickoff Lance nobody wants to see that no nice kickoff let's see if Beechcroft they got to get some points here on this possession um, and try to give their defensive guys a chance to catch their breath here and put together a drive is what they really have to do. We'll start from about the 39-yard line, so a 19-yard kick return that time for the Cougars. Looks like they'll see two receivers out to the left side, two to the right side. Scott in the gun, running back to his right. He'll Send him in in motion and burns to the right. Scott will drop back. He'll look to throw. He's looking for it all, but he will overthrow his man as he was looking for Samuel right down the middle of the field. Yeah, great. Great play. A little roll out to the right. Throw back to the post on the left side. Had him. Just overthrew him by two yards. It would have been a huge play. But Beastcroft, ironically, would have put their defense right back on the field if they would have scored right there. But, hey, I think they would have taken it. Um, Good play design. I mean, it's something to come back to if you're if you're calling the plays for Beechcroft, like, hey, we have this play, if we can connect it. Second down and 10 coming up for Beechcroft from their own 39-yard line, 9.49 left to go here. First half of action, McComb leading 21-0 on of the Ropey Corporation scoreboard. We'll see two receivers again out to each side, running back to the left of Scott in the gun. So hand it off this time, trying to get away from the defense will be Russell, and he'll get away from one line and then brought down as he gets out to about the 45 as on the stop of that sign for McComb was Hayden Ebright. Yeah, I was, I was at Bermuth in the backfield for McComb, just blowing that play up. But when number 11 for Beechcroft gets outside, he is hard to bring down. He is a nice running back. He's got speed. He's got power. And they can get him out in space. That's what they got to continue to do from what I've seen so far in the limited amount of offensive snaps we've seen for Beechcroft is getting the ball to number 11 in space and, and letting him work. Third down and four for Beechcroft from their own 45-yard line. Two receivers to the left, one to the right with a tight end to the right side as well. Scott and the gunner running back to his left. He'll fake the give. He'll roll to his left. He'll throw down the field as that one's going to be hauled in by Burns. He's going to have enough for the first down as he'll get into McComb territory out to about the 47-yard line. And we've said Burns' name a handful of times. He's one of the two-way guys. Second team all-district a season ago. He 
does not have a right hand, and he's still able to be a receiver. He had his right hand amputated when he was about eight months old. Oh, really? That's, I, I have not even noticed that. Uh, that is impressive. He, he looks great out there. Oh, yeah, I, now I see it. Didn't even notice it till now. Great. Good. And, and even more impressive, basketball player averaged 23 points a game last year. That is something I want to see. That is something I want to see. First and ten for Beechcroft as they go for a little screen as they were looking for Burns on the screen. It'll go incomplete. Yeah, it was a little middle jailbreak screen. McComb was having nothing of it, and there was too much pressure on the quarterback. He had to just throw it away. But, I mean, if you go back to the last play, it's a nice little rollout to the left. It looks like the quarterback might be a touch hobbled. I don't know if he hurt his leg or he doesn't seem to be running smoothly, which is not a great sign for Beechcroft. I don't know what their backup quarterback situation is, but he's still throwing it well. He's moving pretty good, but I can tell he has a little bit of a limp. Second down and 10 for Beechcroft from the McComb 47-yard line, under eight and a half minutes to go, first half. Bit of a high snap as they'll hand it off for Russell. As he tries to spin away from the defense, but end up getting ankle tackled by Wilson Grubb, who was the first on the scene that time for McComb. Nice hard run, but McComb is really swarming to that ball. He'll make the first guy miss, and McComb's got two or three guys coming right after that. But good hard run um, by Russell there again. Third down and seven coming up for Beechcroft. Eight minutes remain, first half of action. McComb, the 21-0 lead. Beechcroft, though, is now into McComb territory at the 45, third and seven coming up. Yeah, it feels like four-down territory for them. They got, they're got they desperate here. I'd look for them to try to get three or four yards, make it a fourth and manageable if they if they don't have something past the sticks here. So three receivers to the left, one to the right. Scott will drop back. He'll look to throw. He's looking for the heave, but he'll overthrow his receiver for Samuel again right down the middle of the field. Yeah, I think that was the same play the other way. Little little sprint back to the left, throw that post back to the right side this time. Um, it's there. It's just a hard complete. Great. I mean, quarterbacks really threw that ball. That was probably 45 yards in the air. Just the receiver just couldn't run under it. A lot of, a lot of hands being grabbed out there with a DB and the receiver. Nothing called and um, appeared to be clean to me. So we'll bring up a fourth and seven for Beechcroft. Looks like the offense will Stay on the field with 7.35 left to go in the first half. We'll see two receivers to the right, one to the left. Split gun look in the backfield for Scott. Bit of a high snap. He'll drop and he'll look to throw. He'll throw a near side for Burns. And Burns going to be brought down by Bormuth and company as he'll end up losing some yardage. Also see a flag come in as well. Yeah, they'll try to roll. They rolled right and try to throw back to the receiver screen. And McComb was all over that, had nowhere to go. There is a late flag. I'm not sure what the flag was. Maybe he threw the ball. I think he threw the ball after he got tackled. Maybe they're calling delay of the game. That's the only thing I could think of. It was so late. See, we do have a couple refs conversing on the near side. As they signal against Beechcroft. supposed to know what those signals mean <laughs> i was watching the the coach here get the explanation so i i i think it was a it, was delay. Against, it was against beach yeah it was yeah. unsportsmanlike or delay of the game he I, from what i'm seeing here is he hit the ball out of the guy's hands or threw it and i think they called it unsportsmanlike because like it was 15 yarder so a great field position for mccomb again here inside beachcroft territory at the 38 yard line so this game is in danger of getting out of hand here in the first half with mccomb up 21 to zero 
to look like we do have a timeout on the field with 6.56 remaining here in the first half. McCombie 21 to nothing in advantage over Beechcroft Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here. BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. We'll continue next week with some more BBC coverage as we'll go back to uh, Jimmy's neck of the woods where Arlington will play host to Elmwood and Elmwood's second conference game as they were able to get their first win of the season last night with a pretty solid win against Riverdale. Yeah, Homewood looked looked they they looked good when they had the Olivers rolling, you know, last week. I was I was impressed with what they what they brought to the table. I know we've talked, you know, in a group here. I was impressed with their 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 front their front four vibe, front four on defense and then their offensive line. They were able to open up holes against a quality Eastwood team. So I mean, I, I think they're going to be fine in the BBC. I think it should be a good game next week against Arlington. I mean, Hopefully Arlington can uh, welcome Elmwood right to the BBC next week um, at Doc Caster. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a little biased. O only a little. Bit of your first and 10 for McComb from the Beechcroft 38. Emile's in there in the Wildcat formation. Maybe keeper by design. He'll have a hole open up on the right side as he'll keep moving and finally be brought down just shy of the 30 onto about the 31. Yeah, they fake that, fake it one way, come back. They got two guys pulling the lead meals there on that Wildcat. Just a great play design. I just, I love the way these Macomb running backs run. They, they plant their foot, they go forward, and they're hitting. So they're getting that extra yard or two. Just all three of them. They all, they all look very similar. They run very similar. Um, they're just fun to watch. Second down and three for Macomb. Woodruff back at quarterback. He'll go under center. Three backs behind him. He'll hand it right side for Shoop. Get a first down and a little more as he's going to get out to the 26. Combs just grinded away. I mean, it, it sure looks like Beechcroft, they're like, oh, they're not going to throw it in this formation. I'm, I'm looking for McComb to go maybe go play action here. Seems like they just keep getting more and more people in the box here for Beechcroft. It's hard to blame them if you're trying to get people in there and try to slow this running running attack down on McComb. So they are back under center with the double tights. First and 10 for McComb from the 26-yard line in Beechcroft territory. Woodruff hands it off right side. A bunch of daylight ahead of him for Althauser as he'll get a first down and a little more as he's going to be stopped, looks like, right around the 10-yard line. Yep, more of the same. Althauser left, Althauser right. Just a double iso again to the right side. and Just a huge hole. That's the thing. When you bring so many people into the box, once they get past that, then it's kind of open open season. You just got the safety that you got to beat. So, I mean, that's the kind of the... Pick your poison here. I know you got to get that many people in the box, but if he gets through that line, there's there isn't much left back there to try to stop him. Down to the where's he down to, Lance? The first and goal coming up from the eight yard line. Is it, gosh, it's hard to see that that five yard line, isn't it? It's I don't know if they got don't have the the field lined. It's bright. I guess I'm old. My old eyes just can't see the lines very well. So we got you four. Two have a timeout on the field <laughs> with 5:40 left to go. First half, McComb the. 21 to nothing advantage over Beechcroft and could possibly add another touchdown here as it'll be another first and goal coming up. Yeah, I expect more of the same. I expect McComb to come out in double tights and just run it left and right, find the hole. They, they look, it looks like they're, they're pre-snap determining which hole they see in the B or C gap, and they're just running that way. And it seems like there's not much that Beechcroft can do at this moment. I mean, early, I, I know 55 was getting in there making some plays. I just haven't seen that. Here these last few few plays, any any push from them in the front front four. So we're just about ready to go following the timeout. It's a hot one out here. I'm surprised they're not doing a little bit more breaks for the kids. 
keep them hydrated, but I think just they're just they're just doing normal like they are here. It looks like Beechcroft's trying to figure something out here out on the field to see, talk to the refs about <laughs> what's going on. But I, I would expect McComb not to do anything fancy here and just to run it in um, like they have the whole first half. We do still have a Beechcroft coach out there talking to the officials. He's not happy with something. About ready to resume. It'll be first and goal from the eight for McComb. Chase Woodruff will go under center, three backs behind him. He's taking his time getting under center. Now he'll take the snap, he'll hand it left side as nice wall that time by the Beechcroft line as that might have been just a gain of one if that. Yeah, great job by Beechcroft defense there. They're just all knifing in, knifing in, trying to close down that gap on the ISOs, the off tackle what McCombs keeps, keeps running over and over again. So great job by the defense there. Number five snuck right in um, from the linebacker position to dive into, I think it was a loss of, maybe a loss of yard. So it'll be second and goal from the eight with 5-10 remaining in the first half. Woodruff again under center. They'll hand it right side and into the end zone for the McComb touchdown will be Wilson Grubb with 5.03 to go in this third quarter, in the second quarter. Untouched from the six-yard line on the ISO. Just impressive blocking from McComb. Um, just taking a commanding 27-0 lead with five minutes left in the first half. Just dominance by McComb up front. So we'll get another PAT try from Woodruff. is up and it is good once again that'll make it now 28 to nothing with 503 left to go here in this first half of action McComb with the lead we'll go ahead subside for a quick time I will come back with more you're listening to BBC football on classic it's 96.7 WBBI Premier Bank has that good vibe banking visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions Visit yourpremierbank.com slash goodvibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. Black and Royal. Like we are here from McComb as we talk a little bit about the color scheme for Beechcroft as we saw their band getting ready to get on the field for their halftime presentation. 5.03 remaining in this first half, 28 to nothing. Your score as McComb has imposed their will thus far in this one. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com as we get set for another Herald Florian Funeral. Kick Fall Story is oldest established funeral home serving the area for over 100 years. Find number 301 West Tiffin Street in a Fall Story as Woodruff set to kick this one away potentially as it will be another onside kick try. That one definitely did not go five yards as it will be recovered by Meals, but again, did not go far enough. 
Now yeah. that one I knew. <laughs> so I, I, you would have thought McComb was going to kick it deep again, just being – Guess they're not satisfied with the 28 to zero lead. They want more, and they tried to. They obviously saw something they, they liked on this onside, from that side. But now it's great field position for Beechcroft. See if they can get some momentum going into halftime here, and maybe put some points on the board. They've had some opportunities when they've pushed the ball down the field. They just haven't been able to connect. I think that's the that's the best way. I think they can score is throwing the ball down the field. Anything underneath, McComb has just been all over. Too many athletes on the field, running them down. Still waiting for actually the official official word. Great field position for Beastruff on the 45 inside McComb territory already, so they have to do something here to to keep this game within reach. Will be Beechcroft ball in McComb territory after the failed onside kick try for McComb. Scott will drop back. He'll look to throw. He's again heaving for the end zone. And he will find his man for the grab. As that was a big touchdown grab by Khalil Samuel. They've been trying to get that deep ball all game. They finally got one. Yeah, McComb's got so many people in the box. It was just a straight go route on the outside. The receiver a perfectly thrown ball to the outside. He did a good job. The receiver almost got pushed out at the one. Reached the ball over for a touchdown. Great throw and catch. Um, says Beechcroft maybe is going for two, it looks like. It does look like they will, in fact, be going for two. Hey, if they can score in seven seconds, Lance, you know, sit tight. We don't know. Could be, could be in store for a good game here if they can get going here. So let's see what Beechcroft looks to do here for this two-point conversion try with 4.53 remaining in the first half. See two receivers out to each side. Scott in the gun, running back Russell to his left. He'll take the snap. He'll look to throw. Has to escape some pressure, and that'll be incomplete as he was looking for Burns across the middle, and he will have that one drop. As the two-point conversion will not go, but Beatrum does get their first touchdown of the game. Interesting. I wonder if they don't have a kicker, um, or because it seemed like no hesitation. They were going for two. That could make it interesting. That makes them maybe have to score an extra touchdown later, which is not something they're going to want to do. If they score again, they're going to have to convert on it, for sure. But, I mean, hey, you got to give Beechcroft credit. They, they, they've, they're ready to go here. It's a long bus drive. It's a, a unique environment for them. And, you know, see if they can get going here and get a stop. Maybe maybe get another score here um, before half to try to make it interesting. But good luck trying to stop this McComb offense that's going four or five yards at a pop. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of resistance for Beechcroft. Well, it's like I said, right after the touchdown catch, it's they, we've seen them try for the deep ball, and it's been there, just hasn't been a perfect connection. That time we saw the perfect connection. Yeah, the quarterback can really throw it. He, I mean, that's 40 yards in the air, no doubt about it. I, I wonder if Beechcroft would try it onside here too. I mean, since everybody's doing Everybody it. Everybody else is trying it. <laughs> but it looks like McCombs got nine guys up here. They're not going to let that happen. They only got two guys deep. They seem to be thinking the same thing as they, me. They also, they also do have... You know, guys like Wittenmeyer and Schrader up front as, I don't know if this is exactly their hands team, but they are both receivers at different times, even though Wittenmeyer and Schrader are both listed as quarterbacks as well. Yeah, yeah, and I can see Meals in that second row too. So they got their hands crew out there. I think they're thinking of it too because they really got to, you know, um, get the ball back. They really need to stay on offense because their defense is just getting worn down this whole first half. Get set for a 
Harold Farina funeral and kick with 4.53 remaining in the first half of action. As it will be a short kick and just hobbing on top of that one will be Grubb before the Beechcroft kick team could pursue him. So he'll be down at the 35. That's where we'll see the Macomb offense get back on the field with 4.51 left to go. They lead at 28 to 6. Yeah, just a Pooch one there, but McComb just fell right on it and just got down. Just happy to let McComb come on offense and do what they do and get under center and, and hand it to these great running backs. I might look to McComb to eat up the rest of this clock before half and probably not get Beechcroft for the ball back. Probably score right before half is probably something they would like to do. Um, because again, McComb gets the ball to start the second <laughs> half. Another good point by you, Lance. So we'll see Woodruff handed off far side. It'll be Meals on the carry. So get out just past the 40, out to about the 41 for a gain of about six. That ref is screaming. What was he screaming? I heard chop block. Oh, I just, I've not seen a ref scream like usually, that. Yeah, usually, yeah. well, usually I can't hear the ref from up here, so that's he how loud screaming. he was screaming. I think maybe the Beach Rock coaches are asking for a chop block or something. He's explaining it's not one. That's what I really think happened. Down in five, McComb will hand it to Aldhauser. He'll get a first down and a little more as he gets stopped at the 49 for a gain of eight. Just hard-nosed running by McComb. It's just the same old, same old. They're isoing left and right with the double tights under center. And it is hard to stop. They are churning five, six, seven, eight yards every time. And it's not broke. I wouldn't try to fix it either if I was Coach Algie. First and 10. They'll call it from midfield, just barely on the McComb side of the 50. 3.55 remaining first half. McComb, the 28-6 lead. So we'll see the three backs go behind Woodruff. So go under center. So we'll have a flag blow. This one dead. Call a false start against McComb. Yeah, McComb's in no hurry, even with 347. They're not, they're not in a hurry at all. I mean, they're they're happy. They know they can turn these yards out. They know they can get down there and score within in three minutes. But that does put them behind the sticks here on a first and fifteen. So see if they maybe they will try to throw it, catch them off guard. So now it'll be first and fifteen from the 45 for McComb. Same formation, three backs behind Woodruff. Handing it right side for Althauser. He'll get to the edge. Another flag will come in right at the end of the run. You see a big collision on the far side as McComb calling for another flag. It's, although so is Beechcroft. So it's getting a little chippy around here though. Beechcroft fans are wanting flags and they feel like they're getting getting robbed, but uh I think it's a holding call would be my guess over there. It seemed like when they ran a little sweep it to the is, short it side is, of the It field. is right at about the line of scrimmage, so not much would add up. So it will be a penalty against McComb as they do walk it back. It was a spot foul, so I think they're only going to lose five or six, but it still puts them at a first and 20-some. Lance, yeah, 21, looks like. So after another McComb penalty, it'll be first and 21 from their own 39 with 325 left to go. As now they'll spread things out with three receivers to the left, one to the right. Whitmire back there at quarterback in the shotgun. 
He'll take the snap, he'll fake the give, he'll keep it himself on the right side. He's got a little bit of room to work with as he'll get back to about the original line of scrimmage and gain about 11. Yep, McCollum just impressive. They fake that little jet sweep there, fake it to the halfback, and he keeps it right to the right side to just, when you think they're gonna pass it, they run it. When you think they're gonna run it, they, yeah, just, they run it again. So I should just expect them just to run it every time, and why wouldn't you? They got so many different athletes running the ball, and they, they run it hard. Second down and 10 from midfield. 2.42 remaining in the first half. McComb, the 28-6 lead. Three, four, three receivers to the left, one to the right. Wittenmeyer again in the shotgun, running back to his right. He'll fake the give. He'll keep it once again. Um, pretty much the same exact play design as he's able to get into Beechcroft territory at about the 43. He took the words out of my mouth, Lance. Same play. If Coach Algie sees something, he likes it, he'll call it again. Um, and it's the exact same play. Why wouldn't he? That was another nice gain of about seven or eight. Gives him a third and short, third and managed. Well, I assume it would be four down territory inside Beechcroft territory as well. So Third and three for McComb as they'll again go in the gun. We do have a whistle blown. There's only two minutes to go till half. I think McComb's got to pick up their urgency a little bit here. Um, with 43 yards to go for a touchdown, or at least to get in the field goal range, or either one. Might have had an equipment malfunction on uh, one of the Beechcroft players. I don't know if he has some blood, or maybe he was talking to the official and just took him out. Sometimes they do that. Third and three from, for McComb. Wittenmeyer in the gun. This time, keeper left side as he'll follow right behind Bormuth. First down and some more as he'll get out to, looks like about the 32-yard line, and that's another big thing to uh, watch for from McComb. Watch where Nick Bormuth is. They're probably going to try running behind him. I would run behind him too at uh, six foot four, 260 pounds. Uh, he's a nice guy to uh, stick behind him. He did a good job. Whitmire was very patient, was letting him get his block on that DB too. It's an unfair advantage for the poor DB, but great run, good patience by him. So now it looks like it's Meals back there in the Wildcat formation. He'll fake the give, he'll run it to his right side as he'll follow some blocks. He'll get dragged down as he gets out to about the 20. That should be another McComb first down, but clock's starting to tick as we're down to 122 remaining in the half. The same Wildcat, I think that's the same play like three or four times in a row that just switched the quarterbacks. Maybe Wittenmeyer was getting a little tired. We'll, we'll give Meals a carry here is what it seemed like. He was hitting that hole just a little bit quicker. He's a nice runner. First and 10 from the 20 for McComb, 113 remaining is, now looks like we'll have a substitution a late substitution, probably just to even things out for each team. I was gonna say, they're gonna stop the clock? No, 112, okay. I say, they're just letting guys run on and off the field. It's a bit odd, it's not, not so something you see every, in high school football. I see it in college a lot. They gotta let them sub and. This will be a keeper again for Meals. This time on the left side, he'll get brought down fairly quickly after a gain of about three. And We'll quickly see Coach Algie call the timeout. Great job by 55 and 52 there for Beechcroft just closing that gap down. I think it was the same exact play there four times in a row, and that time they, they read it. They didn't fall for the fake. They've been faking to the halfback and then keeping it with the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is, and it's been to success. And I think it's down, where is it at, Lance? The 18, is that right? 17? It's got second down and seven coming up from the 17 coming up here after... Timeout 101 remaining here. First half of action, 28 to six. Your score, McComb with the advantage over Beechcroft looking to put some more points on the board before this half comes to an end here in McComb. 
East Cross really needs to get a stop here. Hold them to a field goal attempt and maybe get some momentum here. But um, with one minute left, Algie's got, what, two timeouts, I believe, he's got left. So, I mean, I don't think time is really a big issue for Macomb with the way they're chunking off yards as well. But it's starting to become a factor here when you get to a minute. will be second and seven from the 17-yard line for Macomb in Beechcroft territory. This looks like, again, Mills is back there in the Wildcat formation. Either him or Wittenmeyer. Wittenmeyer, they're both back there. Looks like it will be Mills taking the snap. He'll fake the give. He'll take it to the right side as he will have a bunch of daylight ahead of him. He will walk into the end zone for the Macomb touchdown here as we get under a minute left to go in the first half. Man, Mills just hits that hole. When he gets there, he sees it. He knifes through there. They faked it to the quarterback slash running back, Wittenmeyer, and then they pulled two guys right through the hole, and it just, Mills just burst through there. He's got like a turbo boost on him. And that didn't even get touched from the 17. Still 54 seconds for Beechcroft if they can get the ball. We've seen them I mean, if they hit, can get hit quickly. The field. So, I mean, you know. We will see McComb go for a two-point conversion mm. to try and give themselves a 30-point lead. Would possibly allow them to start with a running clock in the second half. As be a keeper, Wittenmeyer, right side run. I think he's going to be hit before he gets in, and yes, he will. Is that why he was, they were going for two, huh? So there, here you go, Lance. That's why you uh, you know the rules there a little bit better than me. 30 points and be running clock in the second half. You're right. I did. I was trying, like puzzled why they're going for two, but that makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud like that. Funny how that works out Good sometimes. For Good for your math, you know. I am a school teacher, but uh, haven't but, got the 30 uh, uh, minus say, six down. I was going to say, I guess not a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm an intervention specialist. I'm jack of all trades. I could teach it all. But uh, Except 30-point yeah. math. <laughs> I just wasn't even thinking about the 30 <laughs> points. Honestly, I think they've kicked it so well. Why, why would you not just kick it? What feels like it's an advantage to Beatscroft if you start going for two and not getting them. That seems like that's more advantage to them. I'd kick it and make them have to battle back on all their two-point conversions, but different philosophies here. And again, Macomb does start with the ball in the second half. So I think they'll get a chance to get it to 30 there in the second half. Well, let's see. We got this all-important kickoff here at Lance coming, so <laughs> don't worry. Beatscroft doesn't have anybody we've, too we've, deep. We've seen, some, <laughs> we've seen plenty of onside tries. We've seen some squibs. Seen kind of a little bit of everything in terms of the kicking game. It looks like Beechroff's got some more guys with some lower numbers up here, these first front rows. So they got more of a hands group in now after they've seen um, McComb successfully get two um, short kickoffs for, recovered. As we get set for another Harold Florian Funeral kick with 54 seconds remaining in the first half, 34 to 6 year score. McComb with the lead. Woodruff will kick this one off. I would say kick it deep, but he hasn't often kicked it deep. He will, in fact, kick that one back towards about the 15-yard line, and it is returnable. It has a bunch of daylight ahead of him for Tyrell Russell as he's going to get to the edge as he escapes one tackler, still up and moving, and he will get into the end zone for the kick return touchdown. A big kick return for Beechcroft with 40 seconds to go in the half. Not so fast, Lance. Not so fast. I, I said they could score fast. I didn't think they'd score that fast, but, yeah, great, great blocking just perfect just got right up the sideline there was no one there the kicker actually had a had a good track on him tried to run him down wrapped him up but he ran right through the tackle just scampered down the right sideline for a touchdown 
40 seconds to go in half. I, 34 to 12. It's turn of the momentum they needed. That's what I was talking about earlier. Just Beast Crops had to get a little bit going here and see if they can get some momentum and see if they can get this two point conversion. Might have ourselves a ball game here. Looks like they will go with a wildcat formation of their own with Roshan Burns back there at the quarterback spot. Unless this is intended. Appears to be some confusion. They're five wide and it looks like he's a running back. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell <laughs> if that was an on purpose. I was I didn't, I didn't know if they were like trying to go for like <laughs> some trickery there yeah. or not. They didn't have but I guess it was just actual there. confusion. Okay, he wanted a running back and they had five receivers out there and he wasn't happy about it and they had to take a time. I guess they can't take the timeouts with them. It looks like they don't have enough linemen out there from what looked like they're pulling number 56 in there. Um, Kamara, so they need another lineman, it looked like. Not a running back. There's 40 seconds remain in this first half, 34 to 12. And now you're scoring after the kick return touchdown by Beechcroft. So they will again go for a two-point try. Really, it's a, it's a good time out there. Really, you don't, you're probably not going to need that the rest of the half. So get organized, get this two-point conversion. It's a pretty important one to cut it to 20, cut it to 20 points, right, Lance? On my math, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So let's see. Let's say they're spreading them out. I won't be surprised if they try to run it inside with number one here. Because they do have... Burns in there as the Wildcat quarterback. They do have a typical quarterback, Scott, all the way lined up on the far right side. Burns will take it. He'll try and escape some pressure as he rolls to his left. And he's going to be hit out of bounds before he had a chance to get in for the two-point try. So the two-point conversion will fail. Score will remain 34-12. to McComb with the advantage. Yeah, they tried to fake that jet sweep and then roll out to the left. And he looked like he, looked like he didn't have enough room. He was looking like he was going to throw it, but the receiver was blocking. So it was probably supposed to be a run the whole way. And... Good, good stand by McComb on the two-point conversion. McComb hasn't given up much. Really, you think about the one deep pass. One and then deep that pass kick and return. the kick return. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, their defense has been pretty stout. Let's see. Do you think McComb's going to try to do something here offensively with 40 seconds left is my question. Uh, there's a chance they try for maybe a deep one. I mean, they're so versatile offensively that they can go spread. They're not just a run team, and they are a run team, but I think... The way, the way they, they run offense, they can go spread. They can go four or five wide. Maybe they can push the ball downfield. Whitmire's got a nice arm. I, I won't be surprised. Or maybe they could just go screen and bust something, get a chunk and see how it goes. But it uh, doesn't seem like Beechcroft's kicker kicks it very deep. If one of these upbacks even want to try to return this, maybe try to get it to midfield too. Last time he just dove on it at the 36. So I, I'd look for him to maybe, it was grub too. So I mean, it's not like he doesn't know what to do with the football when he gets his hands right. on it. So I won't be surprised if he doesn't try to run this back and, try to get, put McComb in a position to try to get some more points on the board. They obviously weren't satisfied. They tried to kick it onside two scores ago when they were up 28 uh, nothing. then at that point. Under just 40 seconds remaining here in this first half. 34-12 is your score. McComb the lead. Beechcroft set to kick off this one. Another Harrow Florian funeral home kick. See what they elect to do. No short of action here. You know, but we have seven touchdowns in this first half. So, I mean, exciting, exciting to watch, that's for sure. Seems like Beechcroft is awake. They're ready to go. They're ready to compete. Um, so, could be a, a good second half. So I think the Beechcroft kicker is trying to 
find a tee, I think. Well, I saw them throw the tee back here. Now they now they need the tee, obviously. <laughs> I thought to say that. I looked out. I was like, he doesn't have a tee unless someone's going to put their foot down there and hold it on his toe. I don't know what well, they were going to do. I think he's uh -oh. what they're the trying some trick trickery. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing is... an onside kick's coming because he just has the football flat on the ground. Yeah, I can tell you this is the first I've seen this, Lance. The <laughs> ball is just laying sideways on the 40, and he's going to kick it off the ground. Let's see what happens. Let's see, we'll kick that one. It will be returnable for McComb as it is Woodruff on the return. He's going to be shoved out of bounds at about the 40-yard line or so. So do have about 33 seconds left to work with. But as far as the kick, for, for it just laying flat on the ground, that was a pretty good kick. Yeah, that's the thing about those squib kicks. I mean, if you talk about last night's game, when you kick it high, and then you give them a chance to get everybody get set up. It's a timing thing. You know, when, you, when you're scissoring, you're blocking, you're opening up those holes. When you kick a squib kick or you kick one like that, throws all the timing off and you got so many people compact, it really takes the kick, the kick return advantage away from the kick returning team. So, I mean, that's why a lot of people are doing it, and, and you know, especially in this lower level football, when you don't have a kicker that can kick it out of the end zone. Do have 33 seconds remaining. First and 10 coming up for McComb. Ball on their own 41-yard line. Looks like they may just be taking a knee to end the half. That is exactly what they will do. Bit of surprise. Bit of surprise for me. I would have thought they're at the 40 at 60 yards to go. But, hey, a great first half for McComb. Don't let Beechcroft get any more momentum. Go into halftime up 34 to 12 um, at home. So, I mean, I understand it. not have to kneel it again with just five seconds remaining on the clock. And that will in fact do it through one half of football, 34 to 12 is your score. McComb with the lead over Beechcroft, but Beechcroft has used a couple big plays through the air and through a kick return to get some points on the board. Yeah, I mean, good response for Beechcroft. They could, I mean, they could have rolled over. They could have been, hey, the McCombs kicking the crap out of us. They're up. 28 to nothing. Uh, it's a long drive. Let's just let's get out of here. But no, they fought back. They they got some momentum going. Got a couple touchdowns and showed some life here. So um, ready to entertain us, Lance. So I mean that's good. But I don't know if they have enough to, to keep this McComb offense down in the second half as well. But we'll see. So before we go to our ONN halftime report, do want to go through just some college football scores since it mm. is it is All in right. fact week one. So I figured why not. And looking at some uh, top 25 scores, Michigan leading East Carolina 30 to nothing, about seven and a half left in the third quarter up in Ann Arbor. Tennessee leading Virginia 21 to three. They're a little bit into the third quarter down in Knoxville. Here's a stunner. Colorado leads TCU, although TCU just did get some points on the board. Colorado leading 24 to 20. They're about a minute and a half into the third quarter there. Oklahoma up big on Arkansas State, 45 to nothing. Ten minutes left in the third quarter. Iowa leads Utah State, 17 to six. So you have ten minutes left in the third quarter there. And Ole Miss a 13 to seven lead on Mercer, as they are just a little bit into that one. Actually, just about three minutes or so into that one. I do believe Bowling Green is playing, and yes, they are. As BG only down by seven to Liberty, they trail 24 to 17 as they have the ball to start the second half. Liberty's had a good team the last couple of years. Hey, primetime, Deion Sanders got Colorado going. Yeah, All that hype around yeah. there, he's got him going, he's backing it up. He's not just talking. So that's a, that's interesting to see. Matt, 
I'd love to watch it, but I'm here calling this game with you guys. So, I mean, I can't. Even on opening college football Saturday, here we are, Lance. Ohio State starts in about an hour, so you got you still got time before that happens. Anyway. I'm a Notre Dame fan. If you haven't known, that oh, about I did oh, not know so that. There you go. You learned something new today. Okay, well so. Notre Dame doesn't play till what three thirty? Three thirty. You got time. Yeah, I got time. I got time. Yeah, I don't know how I became Notre Dame fan. My cousin really talked me in. He brainwashed me when I was little, and uh, that's how it is. Coach McGrain, me, Coach Cavani, all Notre Dame fans. Oh, we rock our Notre Dame. That. Yeah, we rock our Notre Dame stuff all the time at school. I, now that you Us say friends. that, I do think I saw a Notre Dame flag or something in Coach McGrain's office. I was going to wear a Notre or Dame probably, probably his classroom. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. He's a big Notre Dame fan. We, we went through a few games together. It's just it's hard when it gets rolling in the season to get down there, but we really like to go, but it's it's hard when you commit so much to the football program and the, the community there if you get a Saturday off. And it's it's a it's a commitment when you got kids too, you're trying to relax on the weekend, but yeah. Big Notre Dame fans, we usually get together at each other's houses and watch them. But anyhow, that'll do it for our first staff of action here for Macomb. 34-12 to 12 is your score. Macomb with the lead, and they'll get the ball to start the second half as well. But we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll have our own and halftime report, and then shortly after that, back to start the second half here from Macomb. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are ironworker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Ironworkers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Network. This is the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in high school football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. And hi again, everyone. Welcome to tonight in high school football's halftime report. Annual athletic district meetings have been occurring as the new school year has gotten underway. We'll discuss the importance of those with Tim Street of the OHSAA next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. 
Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Beck's Hybrids. At Beck's, they are and will remain farmers at heart. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game this evening. We're joined for a few minutes by Tim Street, Director of Information Services with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. And, you know, Tim, as we hit week three of the high school football season, if there were any issues the first two weekends, it was pretty quiet. Has the season started? as smoothly as everybody would have liked. Well, it has, Skip. You know, you're right that usually here in August we're dealing with either some weather issues or some kind of scheduling issue, but this year, you're right, it's been pretty smooth. Uh, been some great weather and seen a lot of great games, so really happy with how the season got kicked off. Tim, health and safety is always going to be a primary concern. Unfortunately, we're seeing an uptick in COVID cases all across the states. I mean, some health officials kind of predicted this. Remind us all again what the protocol is in regards to this if it becomes an issue again. Sure. Well, I've seen that too. My wife's a high school math teacher, and she's seen a, a, an uptick in number of cases of her school too. And I think we're going to live with this as a reality, uh, just like 
the flu, um, just like a lot of common uh, illnesses that come through our schools and through our communities of people. We still have all of our COVID regulations in place if needed. You know, there is a protocol for if a student tests positive that they're removed from competition and from the school. Um, there, if that increases to a certain amount, it could be a team removal, but that, that is so different than when COVID first started. You know, when COVID first started, one student tested positive, the whole team is coming out right now. That was such a, a tough issue to go through in the 2021 school year. So now we don't have to do that. It is more on a case-by-case basis, a student-by-student basis. And, of course, we, ha- we know so much more now. We have so much more information. Of course, we have the vaccine as well. So a lot different situation now than what we saw then. So I think it would be pretty rare for a team to get removed. Tim, this is the time of year you typically have your district meetings. I saw you were in the Southeast District earlier this week. What's typically on the agenda in these meetings? Well, you're right. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a big part of our fall. And we do it again in April when we have our referendum update meetings. But here in the fall, we get a, a meeting set up in each of our six districts. We bring in the athletic administrators and a lot of the other administrators, such as principals, that attend those meetings. We go over a lot of our reminders and deadlines for the upcoming year. Um, we, we go through our legal update. Here are the cases pending. Um, we also have a section on our financial status, too, where we talk about here's where we sit. Um, here are the, the dollars that have come back to schools uh, in the past year. Here's what's coming back moving forward, um, which I need, to, I need to announce that as well, so our public is aware of that uh, as well. So um, a, lot of, a lot of it is updates, um, and also here's what passed from last year's uh, bylaw voting session, and here's how that affects you moving forward. So it's a, about a couple hours, um, but it's great to be uh, boots on the ground in each district. Um, we're in Cambridge uh, last week, Athens this week, and uh, we're in Central District and also Northeast District next week, and then we we hit the uh, the, the Northwest and the the Southwest districts after that. So, kind of the the road show goes out, and we get to, a chance to shake hands and see our administrators in each district. Tim, you mentioned deadlines. Let me leave you with a non-football question. We're a month now into the high school golf season across the state. New Albany sophomore Mia Hammond uh, made the cut this summer at the LPGA events in Toledo, which was awesome to see. She's also now been given a sponsor exemption into next weekend's LPGA event in Cincinnati. How does that work in regards to if she has to choose between that and being able to play on her high school team the rest of the way? I know there's a cutoff date deadline somewhere. You're right. There is a cutoff date, and, and luckily that's not till September 25th. And so we're, we're excited that Mia gets to pursue some of those bigger events. But I, I tell you, a lot of people may be circling our, our uh, girls' golf state tournament on their, their calendars. Um, can't wait to see her uh, competing on the gray course at OSU and seeing how low she can go with uh, her score so um but luckily she is fine uh she is able to continue to pursue those bigger events and uh, what what a golfer what a student athlete i know that uh, the school is very proud of her and so are we we're looking to see how she does in our state tournament that's awesome to hear tim streed director of information services with the ohio high school athletic association tim we always appreciate your time thanks for hopping on yep thanks Skip. appreciate you having me on and we'll be back on the ohio news network Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Jonathan Domer from Garraway High School, for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. This is fun, tackling someone with football, being out there with other guys and making new friends. Yes, Jonathan plays football for fun, but 4-H is about family. I 
started 4-H because actually my mom and dad showed 4-H and uh, my mom showed sheep, my dad showed cattle. Like right now, I'm showing pigs in 2021. I got reserve champion hog. He's still in awe about the impact he has as a farmer. I was in a tractor and thinking today and I was like, wow, I'm packing all this silage to feed these cows. This farm, every time they milk three times a day, that will produce milk and feed the world. At Bex, we are in will remain farmers at heart. Take five. Who listens to radio? That go where you go medium called radio. That's with you every night through the long commuter fight. And in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh Who listens to radio? No matter if it's summer, winter, spring or fall. Who listens to radio? Only 150 million. To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. This, this is ONN. Our thanks once again to Tim Street of the OHSAA for joining us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit, because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves 
and each other. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. Saturday morning, the doorbell rings, and like many Americans, I answer it. I open the door, and there's this guy dressed in a banana suit holding a flute. Why me? I say to myself, why do these people always pick me? Then the guy hands me his card, A1 Banana Control. He says, you've got a banana problem, and I'm the answer. And I'm thinking, hey, pal, I'm the answer. You're the problem when a real live banana drops out of the light fixture and lands on its feet. Four little feet and hightails it right out the door. They sense my presence, this guy says to me. Then he goes piping around the living room, scaring bananas literally out of every corner, opens up the piano, tra-la-la's it right up the stairs. The next thing I know, the banana man is being escorted down the stairs on the backs of hundreds of bananas. As they stampede by, he flips me the bill and yells back, remember, A1, we are bananas. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. The Northwestern Water and Sewer District now has two watersheds in Fostoria to get pure water at a low price. Watersheds are located off of Plaza Drive on the north end of town and our newest location near 4th and Finley Streets. If you don't like the taste of well water, try watershed water. Just bring your own containers and fill up for a quarter a gallon. Try watershed water today. For all locations, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. 
At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new to you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Big B Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Big B Coffee locations in Findlay, one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. My name is Carrie Maligan with Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't, our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home, we're here for you. My mom always said, if there's dust, then make the most of it. Learn the alphabet. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show. Don't mind the dust at Morgan Advanced Materials because they're making some pretty cool stuff for some really cool markets. Morgan Advanced Materials makes products that go into space, into the semiconductor industry, and in wind turbines. Now that's pretty cool. Join their team. Apply at MorganAdvancedMaterials.com, where they're making this world a pretty cool place. Back we are here from Zach Miller Field, your site for today's action here in high school football. A little Saturday afternoon action. Macomb taking on Beechcroft. 34-12 is your score. Macomb with the advantage as we're about to get started here with the second half. Lance Morse alongside Jimmy Nicholson for BBC Football on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Online through WBVI.com. And, you know, not, uh, not too off from what we expected aside from the kind of litany of onside kicks from Macomb, but... As far as the offense, it's been a lot of running the ball, and that's what their bread and butter is pretty much year after year. Yeah, it's a, I'd be interested. I know that we don't keep all these stats, but like a time of possession had to be dominated by McComb. Oh, and for yards. sure. I mean, you think about the really the only real positive play was a 45-yard touchdown pass offensively in that kickoff returns. I'm like, total yards and possession just has to be staggering. Um, 
from a stat, stat line for McComb, advantage McComb, obviously. And the scoreboard represents that as well. But it's hot. It's, it's 87 and sunny, and it, ain't, it is not going to cool down here um, in the second wind half. Wind is blowing a little bit. Yeah, it's a decent Just little a little place, bit. But like a high of 89, I believe. So I don't think it's going to cool off here in the second half. Hopefully the kids are hydrated and uh, maybe give them a couple extra breaks if they need to. The refs don't seem to be doing that today, though. There's no, no, no bull. No, no messing around. Depending, depending on how the second half goes, we could also get into a running clock at some point. It's 20 point, you know, near, we're near the 20 point mark right now. So, Yeah, McComb gets the ball here first, so I'm expecting them to, to eat up a good chunk of this third quarter, um, just like they did in the first. Let's see if they use a T here. Lance, I don't, doesn't look like they are. I learn something new every day. Every day, Lance. A flat ball turned sideways uh, is going to kick. You're going to take this to Josh and be like, hey, maybe this is something we can work on. <laughs> hey, I think we'd swing and miss that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be very good at kicking that, I can tell you that. It'll be returnable for McComb. Grubb will be the return man. He'll take it to about the 42, 43-yard line. So a solid little run back on the short kick. And that's another part of it is if you have the ball flat on the ground, you're not going to be able to kick it super far. Yeah, but it, like I said, it limits the return. If you don't have very good coverage team, you know, you're you're fine making the other team go 60 yards and and go from there. I think that's what they're they're saying. Their, their coverage must not be very good. I, I'm not that excited to kick off to those McComb uh, returners either. Looks like McComb will do Wildcat to start this one off as that is a big run for Emils as he spins around one defender, finally brought down. He gets into Beechcroft territory as he stopped at about the 33-yard line. Yeah, big old Gibbs pulling out there, 67. Took out a DB. Great deep block to lead the way for Niels. The referee, they blew the whistle. Looks like Burns is down on the sideline here. For Beechcroft. Burns is down there if you can see him. Like he's cramping up. Uh, yeah, must must be a cramp as he's down on a knee. I think he's got to come out if they stop the play, but he looks like he's trying to go right back in. Yeah, Burns looks like he wants to go back in as he's is appears to be hobbled with a cramp. And he's one of their. Best two-way guys, so they definitely are going to want to get him back in as soon as they can, as it'll be another shotgun formation with Meals in the Wildcat. He'll fake the give and go right up the middle, right side. He'll be brought down fairly quickly. Carson Williams, the freshman, first on the spot that time for Beechcroft. Yeah, 75 coming down the line for Beechcroft and made a nice play there, Williams, for them. And he is down. a very big freshman. Yes. <laughs> He's a freshman. He is oh, a freshman. Geez. He is. They got some big guys up front. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you can't see it, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe the beach crop has that big of kids because the way they're dominating get becomes dominating up front. Another keeper for Meals. He goes right up the middle, left side dive this time as he'll get a first down and a little more. Another McComb first down. Yeah, Beechcroft just getting the D linemen are getting too far upfield. They're faking they got they got guys pulling, they're too far up the play and they're just running right up the middle, faking that um, sweep outside. So McComb sticking with the Wildcat formation, and still Meals back there in the gun, and now we'll see a flag in the secondary. I think they're counting maybe too many men on the field. 
Unless he's just saying my bad. Now the refs are going to... Yeah, they to got 12 out there. Beechcroft's got 12. I just counted them. So they got 12 players on the field. Looks like did, did Burns go back in there and no one come back out? That is plausible. Don't see Burns out there either, but... Yeah, regardless, Beechcroft has 12 guys on the field. Cannot do that. They might need 12 guys to stop this McComb offense. That'll give McComb a little extra yardage. Where are they down to? They're down 12. to the 12, first and five now following the penalty. Still meals in their Wildcat quarterback. Another left side keeper as he'll go right up the middle and walk into the end zone for his third, actually we're at that fourth touchdown of the game. I just like the way Meals runs the ball. When he sees that hole, he just bursts right through it. And the DBs, I don't think they even wanted to tackle him there on that one. Um, great, great blocking up front, untouched from the 12-yard line. But you don't see that often when you get inside the red zone. Usually there's lots of bodies in there, but they, they got McCombs got them spread out. So it'll be another keeper for Mills. They go for another two-point try, and he will, in fact, spin his way in there, even though he was able to be hit in the backfield uh, fairly quickly on the run, but still able to find his way in for the two-point try. Yep, just the same exact play they just scored on. Algie liked it, and he ran it again. This time he bounced it to the outside, and... Ran over the DB just to get the three yards that he needed to get in the end zone for a two-point conversion. So, Jimmy, now it's 42-12. to 12. So that is 30 points. Okay. Lance, thank you for working with the math. Carry the one, hold the six. Got it. So now you've had some experience with the running clock. So now can you say what, in fact, are the ways the clock will stop? <laughs> Timeouts. Correct. Touchdown. Correct. Turnover. Turnover. Correct. Is that it? Injury? Injury as okay. well. Okay. I told you I needed multiple choice on this, Lance. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just going off what you say. I'm just confirming or denying. No, you, yeah, yeah, we're getting it, we're getting it, yeah. So, 10.39. Of course, with, with, the way, with the way Beechcroft can still throw the ball, they can go right and get a touchdown very quickly. Once they get it back under 30, then it stops again? Or Correct. Get, okay. Yep. It, it, it's not like basketball where once it's 35, gotta it's running clock. 30. you got to get below 30, I think, for basketball to stop again. It's 35, then below 30, I believe, in basketball. Um, but I wasn't quite sure of the football rule. Yeah, I thought in bat. I mean, you're you're the basketball coach, but I thought in basketball once it's 35, it's just it just goes. I think if you get it under 30, they stop it again. Okay, but I, you know, they're changing those things. They they changed. I was gonna say top. they've changed the, for uh, over the last few years. So they they changed it to like five thousand a quarter this year too. You know that like and there's two shots. There's no more one and ones. Hmm. Those are the two rules they've changed this year. It's the Harold Freeman funeral kick returnable for Beechcroft, but McComb will gang tackle and they'll. Get him right before they get to the 20-yard line, so they'll avoid allowing a Beechcroft kick return that time. So the clock will stop as we change possessions here with 10-13 left to go. Third quarter, 42-12, your score, McComb, the advantage. I don't think Beechcroft was ready for a long kickoff. They let it hit the ground. They were surprised by the long kickoff and made it bounce, and McComb did a great job of covering it and, and not letting them get very far, which just to the 20, it looks like. 20. Yeah, right on the 20. He's got 80 yards to go. That's a... That's a long field for Beechcroft. See if they can respond here. So we first and 10 for Beechcroft from their own 20-yard line. They'll 
Spread things out again, five wide set this time, three to the left, two to the right. Aurelius Scott back there at quarterback. Looked to throw, he's looking for his man on the near side and ends up overthrowing him as he was looking for Tyrell Russell across the middle. Yeah, it just all goes. They got they got five wide, they're just sending everybody deep, launching, and the receiver never saw it. I thought he, he was looking for it, just never found the ball. Um, like I said, another nice throw down the field. You just can't catch him if you don't see him. But almost to me looked like he was almost undecided on whether he wanted to go towards Burns or Russell because it was not right in between them, but in kind of a place where both may have potentially had a chance of getting it. Spread things out yet again. Two receivers out to each side, running back to the right of Scott in the gun as he'll end up delaying handing off. And the McComb defense is right there, but we do see a flag come into the end of the play. Yeah, just a swarm of black jerseys from McComb closing that gap. And that's what Matt and I like to call a awe of Panthers. I, I remember you talking about each, uh, each team has a different... Um, Swarm of, of players that Russell. I, I really liked what Russell did early. He ran that first first play all the way 65 yards He really hasn't touched the ball much after that, but like I said it kind of comes back They haven't played much offense <laughs> So to really get him the ball you have to have the ball on offense Then they scored the one-time return the kickoffs so They really just haven't had the ball to really get him the ball So I believe they called a face mask against McComb because okay. it's now first and ten okay. for Beechcroft from their own 35-yard line they'll have two receivers out to each side Scott in the gun They'll have to escape some pressure, so he'll look to throw. That's tipped, but still going to be caught on the far side and into the open field now and has some blocks to work with and finally going to be caught from behind, but the ball came loose. McCombs says they have it, but no, they're going to say he was already down, and that's going to be a big play for Beechcroft as that'll get him to about the 23. Yeah, number three did a great job concentrating because the McComb DB tipped it right into his hands, then he turned it upfield, made a couple guys miss. Nothing but green grass there, but McComb had a guy's pursuit on him and did knock it out, but they're, they're saying he was down. So it'll be first and 10 for Beechcroft from the 18-yard line under the running clock. We're down to about seven and a half to go here in the third quarter. 42 to 12 is the score. So we'll see two receivers out of each side. And once again, Scott on the gun to Russell to his left. So fake the give, he'll look to throw, has to escape some pressure yet again. Ends up just throwing it away as Bormuth was closing in along with Niels. Yeah, he got outside the pocket, just threw it away. I, I, I always question the intentional grass. I wish I knew the intentional grass. I don't think there is. And now they are. Now, now can, they do. They do throw a flag. Yeah, it doesn't matter in high school if you're outside the the box. We watch so much NFL. We watch so much college. You think all the rules are the same, and they're not in high school. I don't think you can ever just throw it away unless there's somebody in the area. The I'm not quite sure. If he rule. was. He was definitely outside of the tackle box. I agree with you. But I don't think it's a rule in high school. I really think that you have to have someone in the area no matter where you are at quarterback and has to get to the line of scrimmage. But I thought that did That, that pass was definitely beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I, interesting call. They kind of got together and they, they threw the flag. So now we're down to 625 remaining here. Third quarter is about a minute ticked off during all of that. Second and long now. Second and about 20 for Beechcroft as they'll Spread things out once again. They'll send Burns in motion to the left. Scott will roll to his left. He'll look to throw, and that will be caught. Olhauser able to quickly stop him after the grab as that was brought in by Samuel, the one who caught the long touchdown earlier. He had a nice game in about five. He had, he had the inside receiver, the corner, receiver coming from the other side on a corner route, 
he just he didn't see him and took the, the pass underneath. But good pass and catch, but they need a little bit more than that here on a third and 21. Is that what we got? Third, third, and, third and 21 from the Macomb 30 for Beechcroft. So we'll see two receivers, now three receivers to the right, one to the left. Russell, the running back to the left of Scott in the shotgun. Bit of a high snap, has some time to throw. He'll go across the middle. That's going to be incomplete. He was looking for Burns across the middle of the field. Yeah, they had him. They had him. He just couldn't roll it, reel it in. Burns is the one that's, uh, you know, only has one arm, but he obviously is an excellent receiver. Just couldn't haul that one in. So that'll be fourth and 21. And again, we'll see Beachcroft keep the offense on the field. We're down to 5.05 remaining in the third. We'll see two receivers to each side. Another high snap to Scott. Has to escape the pressure and will be unable to do so as Nick Bormuth will come in for the sack. That'll be a turnover on downs. Give McComb back the ball as the clock will stop for the change of possession with 4.56 to go third quarter. McComb, the 42-12 lead. Yeah, you see 6.4, coming at you. You just get down. That's what happens. Uh, he just snuck right through there and he had no chance of getting out of his grasp. He did the right thing by getting down, but uh, turnover on downs, not the possession. Beechcroft Cougars needed right there. Now McComb will bring their offense back onto the field, and looks like we'll have them sticking with the shotgun formation. Mills in there in the Wildcat quarterback spot. He'll take it left side. He again gets a little ahead of steam. He'll be hit pretty quickly, though, and only gain a few as he was stopped that time by... Kai Grayson. Nice open field tackle there. That was number 50, right, Cox? I think I thought that was Cox, but great open field tackle. We haven't seen enough of that from the Cougars today here uh, of bringing down Macomb running backs one-on-one, -on -one, which, like I said before, is a very hard task. Seems like more of the same for Macomb here. See if they're turning this clock out. Like I said, we're on a running clock situation. Got second down and eight from the 37 for McComb. See receiver out to each side. Meals in the shotgun as the Wildcat quarterback. He'll fake the give. He'll run left again. So he's able to get out to looks like about the 43. Gain about six. Make it third and short coming up as we get under four minutes to go in the third. I think coming in, we were talking about Allheiser. Allheiser was going to be running, running, running. And it yeah, sure, seems like, sure seems like it's uh, Meals, Meals, he's, Meals. He's, he's had the ball a little bit, but. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a, been a lot of Brad Meals today. Yeah, I mean, it's nice when they have, a, you know, three guys that can really handle the ball and run it really hard. And it's a nice problem to have if you're McComb. Be third down and two for McComb from their own 43. Another keeper by design for Meals. First down and some more as he gets away from one defender and is going to be brought down from behind as he was had a lot of daylight ahead of him. He's going to be caught from behind by Mackey. As that'll be another McComb first down as they get into Beechcroft territory with 3.10 to go in the third. Yeah, just a quarterback lead out of that shotgun. Meals, I mean, I'd keep giving it to him. He keeps getting stronger and stronger as the game goes on. He's he's not getting touched till he's 20 yards down the field. He got caught from behind um, by the Beechcroft defender, but thought he was going to score. He just didn't have the speed. Be first and send for McComb in Beechcroft territory at the 26, down to 2.45 remaining third quarter, 42-12 to score McComb with the lead. This looks like, looks like it might be Allhauser. 
back there. Yeah, now we will, we will see Wittenmeyer at quarterback as he'll hand it off to Althauser. He'll get some room to work with on the right side. Gets away from a couple defenders before he's ankle tackled and off the 20 for a gain of six. Yeah, you got to give Meals a break every now and again. You hand the ball to Althauser. There. Does a nice job of bouncing it outside. Made a couple guys miss. Nice five-yard pickup on first down. It just seems like the plays that aren't that good for McComb still get five or six yards, you know? It's like if they're not chunking off 10 or 15, they're getting four or five. He's second down and five coming up for McComb. 205 remaining in this third quarter as the clock continues to run with the running clock rule in effect with the score 42 to 12 in favor of McComb as it'll be again second and five from the 21. Wittenmeyer in the gun. Althauser to his left, a receiver out to each side. So it'll be a keeper by design. Wittenmeyer will hang on to it as he'll go forward. Ball came out, and they're saying he was already down by the time the ball came out. Nice job by the Beechcroft defense. They just closed that. It was a quarterback iso again. He doesn't hit the hole quite as well as Meals, but he is a big boy to bring down at 220 pounds. But uh, ball did pop out, but they were calling him down. Now it's third and four from the 19 for McComb with 120 left to go. And now they go back under center with Woodruff. He'll hand it on the right side. Grubb breaks through. He won't get in the end zone, but does get a first down and a little more from McComb. He's carrying Beastcroft guys on his back for five yards. Man, Grubb, Allheiser, Meals, just feed him the ball. When they, when they get under center, they seem to be unstoppable in that double tights. They have no answer for it. They can pick their hole, and they're running off tackle and coming right at you. I, I expect the same exact call here on this. Um, next play. Got first and goal now for McComb from about the three. Woodruff will go under center, three backs behind him. He'll hand it right side for Grubb, and Grubb looks like he will, in fact, get into the end zone for another McComb touchdown as we get down to just 26 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Yep, exact same play. Um, just a little iso to the right side, untouched. Walk-in touchdown for McComb. I'd look for McComb to get some subs. Um, and then give some of these running backs a break. But Meals was playing tight in there. That's the other thing that's interesting, how they move all these guys around seamlessly for McComb. And the time will come to an end as we end the third quarter with the clock continuing to run. Even on that, though, Lance? Even on this, because okay. it's not a change of possession yet. I thought a touchdown had stopped there, no? Okay. I don't believe so. That wasn't in the trivia question. Maybe I messed that <laughs> up. I thought it stopped for a touchdown. <laughs> This is going to be a fast second half, Lance. It's going to be a fast one. We'll step aside for a quick time. I will come back, get your fours up as we start the fourth quarter. 48 to 12, your score, but do have a either two-point or a PET coming. For McComb, you're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Who's McComb got next week? NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go. NWO. 
Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Start the fourth quarter of action here from Doc Miller Field here at Macomb. Your site for today's action, BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI Online through WBVI.com. 48-12 your score. So Macomb gets another touchdown thanks to a three-yard run from Wilson Grubb. We'll now see the Panthers go back for a PAT to start off the quarter. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com as the Kick is up from Woodruff. It is up and good as that'll add on to the lead for McComick at 49 to 12 with now just 10 seconds ticking off to start the fourth quarter. Yep, more of the same. McComb is just dominant in all facets of the game here. So see Beechcroft is they tried to they made a, a big play, had a chance to, you know, get another touchdown, but hindered by that flag and then got behind the sticks and never got in. But McComb is is a very good football team, impressive. Um, and really just came to play on a Saturday. I mean, just a weird circumstance. It's a different team. A Saturday afternoon, McComb says no problem. We'll take care of business. The answer to your question on who McComb plays next week was Van Buren. And I, I think the Van Buren game will be very similar to this one. <laughs> I mean, Van Buren did get a win last week, though. Uh, last night. Last night. Sorry, weird. They did win last night, I believe. Yeah, they did. They beat Arcadia. They beat Arcadia. So they did get, they get a win. But I don't, I don't think Van Buren's going to be able to match up up front with McComb. But that's why you play the games. So we get set for yet another Harold Florian funeral home kick with 11.50 left to go in this one. 49-12, your score McComb. The big lead over Beechcroft as we are in the running clock situation once we have another change of possession. Kickoff with a tee and a ball upright. <laughs> you didn't think you'd ever see it again after <laughs> the last couple, did you? I had, I had to keep the listeners. They got to know what the ball alignment is on the kickoff. Well, since it's apparently now a thing. <laughs> As it will be kicked away, returnable for Beechcroft at about the 18-yard line. And that's Radford, the one who took one back earlier, as he's going to be hit by Jake Van Atta. As he gets out to, looks like, about the 28. Great coverage from McComb. They really got hit him high and low. He is slow to get up. McComb is hard-nosed, tough team. They hit hard. They run hard. They cover everything hard. They just play football the right way, and they have no mercy. <laughs> Do have an injury on the field with Radford down there for Beechcroft. I was the, I mean, Radford's the one that took the kickoff to the house earlier, just did not have a seam that time. It was just all McComb players there. There were six or seven of them in there to, to make that tackle. Stratford is able to get up under his own power. He'll walk over to the sideline as well on his own. Yeah, lost his helmet. He seems to be all right. Just a little shooken up. Not quite sure. So now we'll see the Beechcroft offense get back onto the field. 11-24 remaining. 49-12 your score. McComb 
with the lead. Vitrov now with possession as they'll again go back to their five wide set. Three to the right, two to the left. Scott in there still in the gun at quarterback. Macomb now starting to show blitz. Now they'll back things off. Scott will escape the pocket, look to throw, as that one's going to be caught by Burns. He'll be shoved out of bounds right away, though, by Shoup. Yeah, pretty good coverage, good pass. I mean, I, I'd look for Macomb to be in a more prevent. That's what they were. They're going to let their front four do the do the rushing. And they're not going to send any linebackers. They're going to keep everybody back. The DB's going to be back. Just keep this clock rolling, you know, with a comfortable lead. The second down and one now for Beechcroft from their own 37. Five wide set once again, three to the right, two to the left. Scott in the gun by himself at quarterback. Send Burns in motion from right to left. They'll go for the jet sweep, but it is fumbled and will be recovered by Brad Meals. And McComb will take back over with 10.26 left to go. Yeah, tough. They tried to send number one Burns across the formation and handing the ball in a jet sweep. I know a lot of quarterbacks try to throw it forward, so it's an incomplete pass, but I guess they're not calling that an incomplete because it looked like he tried to hand it to him forward because I don't think it was a handoff. So I really, I think technically by rule, I, I, think, that, I, think, I think that is, in fact, what the okay. coaches are arguing. I've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. They throw that. Instead of handing the ball like we right. used to do back in the day when I played, they throw it forward so it's incomplete. If you drop it, it's no big deal. It's, it burns with only one arm, his left arm running to the left side, it makes it hard to catch that as well. So it really is interesting play call going to the far side of the field. But either way, it's McComb ball. Will be McComb ball first and 10 from the 32. This will be a quarterback keeper with Woodruff this time. So gets stopped only after a gain of about two. Haven't seen Woodruff on that carry uh, tonight. He's usually the under center one handing off, but they did a good job of closing that down. And you also got to wonder at what point you, you mentioned, you know, teams maybe rotating some guys in. I mean, they have a handful of other guys that can play quarterback for Macomb. You know, they have Grady Schrader and Carter Freider both listed as quarterbacks as well. I'd look to I'd look to try to get them some exposure here. If I was them up 37 points, I mean, this this nine minutes is going to go fast when it's not when it doesn't stop. Wittenmeyer in the gun. He'll look to throw on the far side. That's going to be caught on a little bit of a screen pass. Sullivan moving finally brought down as they get out to about the 20 for McComb first down. McComb doesn't seem to letting their letting their foot off the gas. They're still they're still going. They're still passing. They're still trying to score. Down to 9:05 remaining here in the fourth quarter. 49 to 12 your score. McComb the big lead over Beechcroft, but now with possession after a Beechcroft fumble. First and 10 coming up from the Beechcroft 20. Yeah, it's, it's like McCombs up, now they're gonna go spread. You know, it's instead of opposite of running the ball. So they're they're working on their offense and it's a four quarter game. Can't really blame them. You only get 10 of these until the playoffs. So I guess they're, they're just trying to get better at what they do. First and 10 for McComb from the 20. Wittemeyer in the gun, but actually will be a delay of game. They did have some kind of personnel issues as I saw uh, Grady Schrader was off, coming off of the field a little late in that one. Results in a delay a game. It'll drop him back five. Interesting. That clock keeps running no matter what. So these refs can sort it out. They can back them up. Mahomes could take two delay games in a row and burn two minutes if they really wanted to. 
they're sorting it out. They're stopping the clock now. Careful what Beach Crawford wishes for. They want more, more of this game. I'd be looking to get out of here if I was Beach Crawford. Let's uh, let's lick our wounds and drive back to Columbus. Now the clock will resume once again. It'll be first and 15 for McComb following the delay of game. Wittenmeyer back there at quarterback. He'll hand it to Oldhauser. He'll get the run on the right side, and he will walk into the end zone for another McComb touchdown with 7.50 left to go. Just a little shotgun sweep to the right. Like I said, Beechcroft's got eight or nine guys in the box now trying to stop that off tackle, and he just bounces it out. No one, not even a deep safety there. Oldhauser just makes it look really easy for the touchdown. Now McComb is up 43 points, Lance. I'm showing off my math here, 55 to 12. Look at you. See, I you're getting you better I throughout could, the game too. I told you I could do math. See, the clock is stopped now, though, huh? Well, I think the ref uh, called for it to be stopped. I believe. Is there someone cramping up out there? Looks that way. I think it's a Beechcroft player down. Oh, now it, oh, his helmet. I thought he was laying down. That's just his helmet's off. Okay. He's cramping, yeah, I think. Another, another cramp out there for Beechcroft. 7-19 remaining here in this one. 55-12, to 12, your score. McComb with a big lead over Beechcroft. BBC Football here in Classic. It's 96-7 WBVI. Online through WBVI.com. Of course, as we are just about to put a bow officially on week three, we have some good battles coming next week as we'll have couple different games across our stations. Jimmy and I will be over in his neck of the woods in Arlington as they play hosts to Elmwood and we'll have coverage of that one right here on Classic It's 96.7 and then next Friday we'll have some SBC River action as we will have Lakota taking on Tiffin Calvert. Yeah I expect the Arlington-Elmwood game to be an excellent game. I think it should be well matched. Two well matched teams um, at Doc Caster for sure. I mean Arlington's got to be desperate for a win after two consecutive losses on the road but get some home cooking like you said I um, I hadn't even realized that they had played three away games, so I was listening to your guys on the post game. But yeah, it's, it'll be nice for them to have a home game, you know, have have you know have get a couple other guys back, try to get healthy, um, and try to get a, a BBC win against a, a new BBC opponent in Elmwood. And it could certainly help uh, Arlington in the future getting a win against a uh, Division Five team if they're able to do so. Yes, certainly that would help. They had a chance against Allen East Week too, but they didn't didn't have horses in that game. So hopefully the they get they get healthy. Hopefully Cavani gets healed up and uh, they get Barry back and get some of their guys and can put together you know four quarters and put up a good fight against Elmwood. So now after the injury, we are about ready for the McComb PAT. It'd be interesting if Elmwood got both the, um, Oliver's back too. Is up and it is through. That'll make it 56 to 12 with 7:06 remaining. With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick time. We'll come back with more. You're listening to BBC Football on Call Classic 967 WBI. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. 
The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. We are here from Doc Miller Field. You're excited for today's Saturday afternoon BBC action, and it's certainly been a lot of BBC action, at least on the Macomb side. It's 56 to 12 as we get down to under seven minutes. We'll have to go on this one with the clock continuing to run here with the running clock rules in play. Lance Morse alongside Jimmy Nixon for today's matchup between Macomb and Beechcroft. A short kick, and Beechcroft will just hop on top of it at about the 34-yard line. It's that's where we'll see the Cougar offense get back on to the field. And looks again like they will uh, stick with their senior quarterback in uh, Aurelius Scott. I mean, I guess to their credit, they haven't had that many offensive possessions or that offensive plays. They may want to continue to work as well. But, yeah, I, I would be looking to get some subs in if I was the coach of either of these teams. But they don't seem to be on the same mindset as me. First and send for Beechcroft from their own 35. They'll again go with a wide out set. Three to the right, one to the left. Scout in the gun, running back to his right. Bit of a high snap. He's able to bring it in. He has to avoid some pressure as he rolls to his left. Ends up running down the field for what he can get as he will run out of bounds right around midfield for a first down. Yeah, great job breaking containment. Tried to go right. Went up there and just rolls out back to his left side. Gets a nice pickup for Beechcroft. First and ten for Beechcroft after the scramble. Right down to 6.05 remaining in this one. First and ten from about the 46-yard line, still on their side of midfield. Same formation, three receivers right, one to the left. Really is Scott in the gun, running back to his right. Another high snap, he's able to bring it in. As he's going to look to throw, as that one's going to be caught on the near side by Samuel. He'll cut it back upfield. He'll be brought down from behind by Wilson Grubb, but that'll be another Beechcroft first down with 5.40 to go. Great throw and catch. They had three receivers down here on the far side and just got created some confusion and got a little inside route wide open. Uncharacteristic of home defense, leaving somebody that wide open. For Beechcroft. Now they get into McComb territory at about the 36 yard line. Two receivers on each side. Scott in the gun. He'll have it. He'll look to throw. So he's looking on the far corner, but he'll overthrow his receivers. He was looking for Radford on the sideline. Yeah, just a touch overthrow. He looked like he hesitated. Like he was trying to go out to the flats there and just went for the deeper guy and just overthrew him. So it'll be second down and 10 coming up as we get under five minutes left to go in this one. 56 12. Is your score with Macomb leading Beechcroft. Beechcroft is in Macomb territory, trying to get some more points on the board. So spread things out once again. Three receivers right, one to the left. Scott in there in the gun, running back to his right. He'll hand it off on this one to Russell. He's going to be hit pretty quickly by Bormuth and company for a gain of about two. 
Yeah, Macomb's pretty stout inside. It's hard to run it inside against them. Great play. He's a stud. 61 is a stud for Macomb. This will be third and six coming up here for Beechcroft as we get down to four ten remaining in the fourth quarter. Big advantage for Macomb. Beechcroft still trying to get some offense going. Two receivers right. One to the left with the tight end on the right side. Scott will roll to his right. He'll look to throw. That one's going to be hauled in. Nice grab by Khalil Samuel near the sideline. Yeah, great job. Just goes off the sticks a little out. little, like, hitch out. Just great throw and catch. You can see the potential of this offense get going, but I think McCombs are backing off a little bit. They're a little softer than they were earlier, and, and it shows they're having success. They're taking what the defense gives them. First and 10 for Beechcroft. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Scott again will look to throw. He's looking across the middle and finds his man as that is a big grab for a touchdown by Khalil Samuel with 3.20 left to go. I think that's about the third time they've run that. You could see, I was watching, they put three receivers out to the left side. They barely ran routes the whole time. It was a post to the opposite side on the one receiver side for a touchdown. Great throw and catch. see Beechcroft go for two as we'll get down to under three minutes left to go as again the clock does continue to run so that's what that's the one thing you learn it's a touchdown doesn't stop anything it's when they actually go to that change of possession that's when it actually so stops this is the untimed down of football but apparently not not when you're up by 40. Scott will fake the give and he'll end up being sacked for a big loss Bournemouth and company on the stop for Macomb so two point will fail and score will remain a 56 to 16. Macomb will lead with 237 left to go. Yeah, Macomb's too stout inside. They try to run it inside. Nothing doing. The Bournemouth inside, he is uh, just dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football today. Down to 2.37 remaining in this one. A big lead for McComb after the Beechcroft touchdown. And this Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Again, I mean, we've seen some success from the Beechcroft offense, but just against the stout McComb defense, it's kind of a little few and far between. Yeah, they really just, McComb just took the sails out of them early when they got those onside kicks consecutively and went, went up 28-0 and really just took all the wind out of their sails. But credit to them, they've been fighting. They've been fighting the whole game and bouncing back. There's a lot of teams that probably would have gave up and wouldn't even try to put up those those three touchdowns they've ha they've got today. But um, you know, credit to them. Like I said, we, Lance and I feel like we're part of the band here with them playing with us. I they're going to hand us an instrument here soon. But, uh, yep, here's another uh, flat, flat kickoff. So interesting. Never a dull moment today, that's for sure. That part is very true as the clock will continue to roll after a brief turnover and will just be hopped on by Grubb on the short kick as he'll take it over at about the 39. 2.28 remaining in this one, 56-16. Your score, McComb, with the advantage. It looks like the JV McComb team. Hey, it is Saturday afternoon, and this is when the JV is supposed to play. That is true. They're going to get their chance here with 2 minutes and 28 seconds left. You, know, you got to keep all the parents happy. They're all here in the stands. They want to see their kid play. They look like they could have done that last drive, but <laughs> better, better late than never. Hey, they might get three plays in here. Who knows? Right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be split gun look this time for McComb as they have some reserves on the field. 
into office. They hand that one off right up the middle as that is the freshman Carter Freighter in now at quarterback. Now as we get down to 2.10 left to go. Yeah, that was Braden Heller with the run. I mean, it looked pretty good there. Usually it doesn't look as good when you throw the JVs in. They're still running the same plays and that nice little pickup on first down of eight yards. Which is saying something because the, the JV unit, they have they have a couple guys with a little bit of size, but by and large you can you can see the drop off in terms of height. <laughs> yeah, about uh, about five inches and about 40 pounds on a lot of these kids. The second down and two for McComb with 142 remaining. So there'll be another delayed handoff up the middle once again. First down and a little more as that was again Heller on the run for McComb. This will get into Beechcroft territory. Yeah, it just shows how good a, how good a coach Alfie is. He just put them in there. Everyone knows what they're doing. There's no excuses for this football team. They, whoever they got in there, they're, they're, they're expected to block and run and do what McComb football does is to run straight ahead. First and 10 for McComb from the Beach Cross 48. We're down to 105 remaining in this one. 56-18, your score. See them in a shotgun once again. Two receivers right, one to the left. Another delayed handoff for Heller. The sophomore gets a little bit of a head of steam before he's brought down after gain of about two. We'll maybe see just one more play from McComb. I mean, that's the thing about running clock. It's good, it's nice, but you really don't get a chance to let your second unit get in there and get comfortable because these really are, I mean, so fast when you don't stop the clock at all. You realize how much more time it makes in a football game when you when you can go out of bounds or throw an incomplete pass. You get so many more plays in. McComb will have time to want to run more plays. We get down to 23 seconds remaining, about 10 seconds separating between the game clock and the play clock. I think the refs are going to just like just now wind it and make that in the last play is what I think they're doing, but. And they're just going to take oh. a knee. Oh, way off. Yes, so they just took a knee. You were right. So that'll do it for this one. A 56-18 win for McComb as they will advance to 3-0 with a win over Beechcroft. Just impressive, very impressive by McComb. I knew they were good by looking at their scores, and they're always good. I mean, Algie is, like I said, he's the best of the best in my opinion. Uh, I don't think anyone does it better than him with what he has and what he is made of. When you're looking at a small school program, I think they're the best around, um, considering they're, you know, they're graduating 40 to 45 kids every year. He seems to somehow reload every year with different running backs that, and different, you know, linemen up front and just executing just a second to none. The way he moves the players around is just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to watch. And from a coaching standpoint, I couldn't even imagine how to call plays that way. It just all of it is just super impressive. And McComb was impressive today and really took care of business. We'll go ahead, step aside for a quick timeout, and then come back and wrap this one up here for McComb again. 56 to 18, your score, McComb, getting the win tonight over Beechcroft. You've been listening to BBC Football and Kolaskitz 96.7 WBBI. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. 
Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a 25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Back we are to wrap this one up here from Macomb. A impressive win tonight for Macomb. They win 56-18 over Beechcroft, a Division Three team from Columbus. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here for this one on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Online through WBVI.com. And I, I'm a little surprised just at how much they were able to score, but I'm not surprised really on how Macomb did it, especially at the start of the game. But, you know, the second half, it was... A lot of meals up the middle, meals up the middle, and they were able to just keep adding things on as the as the game progressed, Jimmy. Well, I think I think it's three phases of the game. I think of last night's game, special teams came a, a big factor in that game, and today special teams was a huge factor. I know McComb dominated offensively and defensively up front, but still just getting those onsides was so huge to start this game. Like I said, Beechcroft didn't really know what hit them. You know, they, they're out here in these small country town, and they're – they look up, the scoreboard is 28 nothing, and McComb jumped on him and really took care of business today. Very impressive. And it was just impressive all around, like you said, every aspect of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, big plays were made by McComb on every asset. Agree. Like I said, that sometimes that gets overlooked with the kickoff and the punt, but those are so vital. They're, they're so important, and it really showed today. They, they're flying down. I mean, even Beechcroft did have a kick return for a touchdown, but still, the other ones they covered, and it was just... 
It was interesting. Well, here's here's a way to say how dominant McComb was. They didn't punt. Yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> they, had a, they had a couple fourth downs they got, but they did not have to punt. I don't think either team punted. No, Beechcroft didn't punt either. <laughs> or no, I well, think they, went I think they, they punted went one time. I think they, they punted one okay, time. Okay, they might have. Yeah, not, not much in the punt. I believe. Game. I could be wrong, but I think they punted once. Yeah. You might be right. But, yeah, it was it was just a dominant performance by McComb. I mean, I think, I mean it's eye-opener. I mean, the league is is already on notice with McComb. I just think they're definitely the front runner of the BBC from here on out. And uh, <laughs> good luck anyone stopping them. Like I said, they just got so many guys that could carry the ball. Such good job by the and, linemen up front of just creating holes. And Althauser had one touchdown, but they didn't really have to use Althauser very much today. It was more the inside game, inside the I, I think I think that's right. I think that's exactly what it kind of came down to was it was mostly inside runs, and Althauser can run inside, but you much prefer him using his speed on the outside, and that became a lot of meals, a little bit of grub, even Wittenmeyer getting in on some QB QB runs of his own, and yeah, like you said, just with how many different guys can run the ball today, and we saw the different formations they used as well. Yeah, all hearts are. He's the one that wants to try to bounce it out. The other guys are right. In, they're looking for contact. I would. I was impressed by Whitmire. I, I have to admit that he ran the ball because I was thinking earlier that he was the passing guy. The passing guy. Then they were. They ran the ball with him probably close to ten times today, and he is a big boy to bring down. I just know that some of these DBs are 150 pounds, 160 pounds, or sometimes smaller to bring down a 220-pound quarterback, if you want to call them that. I mean, it feels like every formation's a wildcat with them. They're always faking it. It doesn't matter who they got at quarterback. They're a threat to run, and that gives you that extra blocker too. Um, not that McCollum needs extra blockers, but when you're when you're handing the ball off, you don't have one less guy to block. But when they're in that shotgun, it's just it's so it's so deadly and I you know Al, Algie's over there calling the plays from the side he screams what side he wants it he gets the kids in the most successful spot they can be that's what he's always done he'll scream if he sees something from over there he's making sure the kids get in the right position and the kids are executing flawlessly out there on the field so that'll just about do it for us here for this one again before we go of course have to award our player of the game and Meals had a handful of touchdowns Grubb had a handful of touchdowns Althauser did have one so really between Meals and Grubb, but we'll go with Brad Meals as our Frickers player of the game today. Had a handful of touchdowns, also did have a fumble recovery. So he was in on a little bit of everything, and he's going to be our Frickers player of the game today. Can't argue with that. He, he deserves some, some freaking chicken chunks from Frickers after that, that performance he did. Like I said, I mean, these kids from Macomb are playing kickoff. They're playing defense. They're, they're running the football. They're not coming off the field here on almost a 90-degree sunny afternoon Saturday game. They definitely deserve some frickers after this game. And just, just a great performance all around for the McComb football team. Pick up from the carryout window, dine in, or get delivery through DoorDash. Download the Frickers app, find them online at frickers.com, and Brad Mills will win some fun bucks to spend at Frickers here in the future. Thank you for listening to high school football here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online, WBVI.com. Big thank you to Mark Wilson back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios doing, of course, the Lord's work. And former broadcast partner Jimmy Nicholson, this is Lance Moore signing off here from Macomb. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school football here today on this Saturday afternoon coverage. 56-18, your score Macomb with a blowout win today over Beechcroft. Thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Sadly, we're out of time. Yes, you've been listening to High School Football. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. And 
It's been brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Campus Poly Eyes, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us again next time for another great matchup of high school football. A production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.